Welcome to the Good Times Are Killing Us podcast. It's your boy Payne, and I am joined by K-Town. K-Town? Mark. <laughs> and very special guest, Metal Getty Pasqueda. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and this is the podcast where we explore the history, the good, and the bad, and the ugly of the most controversial people, movements, and organizations in our modern world. We'll tell you the story, and then we'll spook you. And today, we're talking about the Prince of Fucking Darkness, Ozzy Woo! fucking Osborne. <laughs> Long time coming. This is, this is fucking perfect for our first... Spooking us episode yes, of this season. Dude. The I Prince know. of Darkness himself, a true spawn of Aleister Crowley, connecting to some shit we've done in the past. This is a long time coming, honestly. I've never heard an Ozzy Osbourne song. <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> but before we get into it, and we're fucking reeling to get into it, we gotta tell you guys to follow us on all our socials. Follow us on the Facebook at the Good Times are Killing Us Podcast on Facebook, on the Instagram at Good Times Killing Us Podcast, and on the Twitter at Good underscore Times underscore we're dead. Dead, 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 dead. And please dead, make sure to leave dead, us a rating dead, dead, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the like, you know, the rest. Uh, and if you leave a five star review, we will read it right here on the cast. Boo! All right, let's <laughs> get back in to the spookiness uh, of Mr. Ozzy Osbourne. So uh, for this one, we gotta talk about where we're coming from. I mean, I think we're all somewhat. Me- I mean, we're all metalheads in our own right. Uh, but I think we're all coming to Ozzy Osbourne a different way. So why not start off with our very special guest, Gary, Metal Gary. But also, Gary, if you could briefly just talk about who you are, because this is kind of crazy. It's just now happening. You were with us from the beginning of this podcast, and now That's finally right. you're here. Yeah, yeah I'm here. Uh, thank you all for having me. Uh, I've been friends with these guys since about 2015-ish, <laughs> around that time. Yeah. When uh, yep. Accident Prone was still a thing. Yeah, when we are back in the band days. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm still yeah. doing the thing, but y'all switched it up and did the podcast thing, which is <laughs> fucking rad. We yeah. switched it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Literally just switched it up to a different medium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I believe my introduction to Ozzy Osbourne was probably... Uh, hearing Crazy Train and Guitar Hero, I can't. I think it was two, mm-hmm. which is Bark usually of the Moon. Can... Bark the Moon was uh, Guitar Hero one. I don't think Crazy Train was ever on Guitar. Ah, Hero. I thought it was. I feel oh, like it's... I remember it on one of them, dude. Yeah, I think it was like on one of them. Would have been on there. Bark at the Moon is also really good. Um, but yeah, that was my introduction to Ozzy. Then I had to go back and you know rediscover Black Sabbath and all the other solo stuff he's done as well. Were you already like into like metal music and like, I, stuff? that that was like me like you know dipping my toes like in in the heavy metal genre. You're like okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So you started off with with like Sabbath in like your metal. That days. was definitely one of the introductory bands. That's a perfect way. Yeah, for what, definitely one there. of them. Slayer and Metallica were like the other like uh, huge ones for me as well. So you like went in chronological order. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 I guess hell so. Yeah. You know, unintentionally. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um. My dad was a huge metalhead. Um, literally, like one of the first, like I think, songs I remember hearing um, was uh, "Fucking Hostile" by Pantera. But that was just like That's a, a brutal song. Yeah, yeah. My dad was a metalhead piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> so naturally, and, he liked so Pantera. Like, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. My dad was the like stereotypical Pantera fan, but like also he was super, super big into Kiss and like Ozzy Osbourne. He really like uh like. Like, old 80s, like, theatrical shit. So, like, Ozzy Osbourne was right up there with that shit. Like, Kiss, uh, Motley Crue. Ozzy like, rode that like, wave. Ozzy, like, that Alice was that Cooper? whole wave. Like, was he Alice, Alice Cooper? Alice there Cooper, like, all those, like, big theatrical, like, 
the music sometimes wasn't the forefront. It was like more the aesthetic and the, like the show, the performance. Than so anything. like he was into the hair metal shit then a bit. Some of it, okay. yeah. So as a kid, like your Aussie was the Aussie Aussie, not the Black Sabbath. Not Black Aussie. Sabbath. My dad wasn't really big into Black Sabbath. He was big into like Aussie. Hell yeah, Aussie yeah. Aussie. Dude, uh, for me personally, I feel like um, as a like a kid who like grew up into like a lot of new metal and shit like that, like Aussie was just like always on the periphery. And like, um, and you know, a kid who was big into Ozfest and stuff like that. So like, Ozzy was just like a big, like monumental figure in that whole zone. Like, and we'll talk about how he crossed genres into even that stuff. But my first real introduction to like really getting into him myself was, um, I'm gonna date myself here, but like I was, I, I, I was, uh, I got this shirt from Hot Topic. It was a really <laughs> sick fucking uh, oh, yeah. Black Sabbath shirt. It's such a classic oh, story, sick. honestly. I <laughs> yeah. bet a lot of people in the oh, audience are like, one yes. where like they're just standing and it was like black and white. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was like a group photo kind no, of. No, no, no. It was literally the fucking Volume Four photo, but it was oh, purple. Dude, yeah. It was like it, it had the purple like silhouette, but like. It was dope, and I, I wanted it, so I bought it, but I was like, okay, I don't want to get my... This is, like, fucking 2002. I don't want to get my fucking card pulled out here, so I'm going to fucking just beef up on some Black Sabbath shit. I knew all the classics, but then, like, literally as my, like, 16-year-old self was, like, checking out, like, uh, Paranoid and fucking Master Reality, I was like, yo, Black Sabbath is fucking sick, dude. And like, so, like, I kind of dug into it a little bit, and I don't know, I think... um. I dug into Black Sabbath when I was younger, but I think as we were doing this research and I was listening to a lot of just Sabbath and Ozzy, a lot of the Ozzy stuff, I don't know where it crept in from. That shit's just always been around. It's been, like, ubiquitous in my life, and uh, I was surprised at how much Ozzy stuff I knew. But, um, so it feels like something that's always kind of been there. Dude, I feel like, for me, I probably uh, have, like, the least amount of, like, experience with uh, Ozzy Osbourne, especially during the Ozzy days. Like, I definitely know songs, like... Uh, I mean, Crazy Train. I mean, everybody knows it. That's like a that's in car commercials. You know what I mean? Like Crazy Train is like can cross the like bridge of like it can be something that you you hear your like drunk uncle's garage like party yeah. or at a roller skating rink. Like, yeah, exactly. Like- <laughs> it crosses all lines. Do y'all like- do y'all know the rapper Trick Daddy? Yeah. No. Did- did you know he sampled Crazy Train in the hook in oh, that yeah. Let's Go song? Oh, yeah. It had to happen. Right. I mean, that's right. yeah, yeah, And yeah. Ozzy. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. It's that song. And uh, there's a video of Ozzy, like, him, like, listening to it for the first time, and he looks so dumbfounded. His eyes are just, like, bulging out of his face. He was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but, yeah, like, uh, honestly, though, like, I only really knew Black Sabbath for the longest time. Um, I think. Uh, that's I very fr- British of you. I mean, honestly, I mean, I don't know. It was just, it was a band that I, I, I got into when I was getting into metal overall. I think when I was just getting into like punk and everything like that, Black Sabbath kind of came up and I enjoyed them. I definitely enjoyed them a lot. I never got like super into them or anything like that. But the earliest I knew of Ozzy was definitely from watching the Osbournes like with my mom. Oh, yeah, true. Like yeah. in the early 2000s, honestly. And it was kind of funny. Like my mom would be like, yeah, he was some crazy guy or whatever like that, you know? And then like later on, like, Mama, what, what's wrong with this man? And the weirdest thing is, like, I feel like it took a long time until it even connected the dots that like that Ozzy Osbourne was the Black Sabbath Ozzy Osbourne who was also the crazy train guy and like honestly that was even that long ago I realized that for the longest time it was just Black (laughs) Sabbath and some dude in those in those bands uh but this episode honestly like i think out of all of y'all i've learned the most because I, like i knew the least out of any of y'all <laughs> this is gonna be fun then yes all right so y'all ready to get into the spooky story of the prince of darkness himself oh yeah so by the way guys you know it's a good time to spook us y'all so we got to keep it a little bit spooky we're gonna get a little bit dark on this episode we're gonna have a little bit of fun y'all yeah we're gonna have fun we're gonna get spooky we're gonna bounce back it's gonna be a good time 
I yeah. shot up heroin before this episode. <laughs> there we go, baby. <laughs> That's the darkness we're talking about. So, uh, Are you a fucking madman? <laughs> so Ozzy Osbourne was born John Michael Osbourne on December 3rd, 1948 in Birmingham, England in a working class town called Aston to a dirt poor family. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he came up in squalor, definitely. In the, and this is like in the... Uh, this is this is like post World War Two type of squalor. So like, yeah. Literally, <laughs> that I mean, he bombed out. <laughs> is, Nazis yeah. bombed the shit out of this squalor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. born exactly. three years after World War Two. Yeah, like. exactly. Like you know, my guy used to play at a fucking like. Uh, it like some uh, bombed out rubble place, and he thought that's what a playground was, like, <laughs> like for legitimately. So he came up different. Yeah, yeah, real different. In fact, his mom was a Catholic, so we had three sisters and two brothers, uh, naturally, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, he was raised, I mean, this whole this whole massive family was stuffed into a two-bedroom house where he had to wipe his own ass with a newspaper. Well, yeah, they, this, this is the type of shanty townhouse that didn't have, like, a shitter on the inside. You have to go out to the back if you had to shit and mm-hmm. that. Toilet paper. Toilet paper is expensive, man. You think they were fucking cheap. in that house? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, they were. They got a bunch of, like, they're Catholic, so they had to fuck missionary only. The parents. And, and yeah, 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 to produce. Where was they fucking at? Because I saw that house. Where are you fucking at? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true, honestly. I know how they made that yeah, happen. Yeah, how'd that happen? They made the kids go play outside. Logistically, yeah, yeah. The kids <laughs> yeah, were, I mean, honestly, the, yeah. The kids were playing in the rubble, and they were, they were you know, fucking. Go play in some ashes off in the field somewhere. <laughs> exactly. They, they were shacking up, you know. So, uh, a young Ozzy Osbourne, due to his undiagnosed dyslexia, he was often criticized by his teachers, and even he was even forced to wear a dunce cap regularly and like, go in the corner. <laughs> this is crazy. The dunce cap thing, I don't know if, you, if our listeners are too young to know, but there's a thing where you put like a big stupid cone hat on someone that says dunce, and like it's just supposed to be like the dumb kid. I actually and have that personal really experience from this bullshit, okay? Are you serious? What? Yeah, yeah, it's... I, I, I think I've talked about it on the cast before, but Chris has this German teacher that we had in high school oh, right. that he's in love with. <laughs> but like, this fucking bitch <laughs> used to make me sit my desk in the middle of the room and make all the other kids line their desk around me in a circle, and they would point and yell at me for like five minutes. They'd yell, Der Käse. It means the cheese. The cheese. And like, that was the German way of like shaming a kid that like, farted or like laughed or said something stupid in class and so like i would just be like 16 like i have zits all over my face (laughs) and like i'm chubby and wearing a hoodie and don't feel good about myself and there's just a bunch of kids yelling dare kaza dare kaza dare kaza Dude, that's yeah, dude. some shit. From a teacher's it's perspective, fucked it's fucked up. Yeah, from a teacher's perspective, up. that's some shit only a foreign language teacher could fucking pull off. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they can just be like, "Oh, they're learning about culture." Yeah, I was gonna say, did this really like enhance anything? Did you, yeah, like did what? You learn no, anything no, it made me, it, it made me pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, fucking hostile. Yeah. Point is, that shit's terrible. Mm. I mean, the kids got dyslexia. I mean, it's uh, back then. I mean, it was undiagnosed, and even I mean, people didn't really know how to handle that sort of thing. So most people, he's just a stuff. slow, dumb kid. Yeah, and so they made fun of. They him. made him clean the chalk erasers in the outside when he. Comes to math. <laughs> oh my god! They're like, oh, yeah, you probably. can't, you can't do math. Go clean the erasers. That was that was special ed back then. <laughs> <laughs> Go clean the fucking erasers out back, you dude, dumbass. And what's really worse, that's really a sign of the time and place. He also later went on to admit that he had been sexually abused by bullies um, as young as when he was eleven years old. Yeah, he was bullied a lot in, in at this age too. And uh, yeah, I guess there was. I guess he talked about there were some there were some local toughs, some uh, rude boys, if you will. They'd uh, 
They make him pull his woolly out and yeah. they fucking bash Mark, it, Mark, ba- I was ba- wait, I was, him out. I was waiting for you to make a joke about this sexual uh, assault of, of an eleven-year-old, eleven-year-old child. <laughs> this horrific sexual abuse done to a child. I was, I was literally frothing at the mouth, waiting for you to make a joke about. Oh it. no, oh, dude! Thank you, thank you, thank you. I didn't have to do that. Nah, dude. Honestly. <laughs> Yeah, on, yeah, you saved Cape Town an L. Yeah, you, you got a major W on that one. Finally, man. you took the I L on a, that. I one. get a break. You took the L on that one, baby. Like, uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, like when I learned that just today, actually, I was thinking about, it, I was like, you know, man, this dude has had like fucked up like alcohol and, and dependency issues all his life, and like that's definitely that checks out. Like that shit fucks you up, dude. Getting like sexually abused as a kid, yeah, like no, knowing that is wild. Some guys just flicking your wiener. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, so between the crushing weight of poverty, a learning disability, <laughs> you yo yo, <laughs> the crushing weight of poverty, dude. But it's just heavy and, and I mean, sexual abuse by the hands of his own peers. Ozzy later admitted that he attempted to commit suicide several times during his teenage years. So this kid grew up. Just wrecked, dude. Yeah, Mark? pretty fucked up. And and shut up. <laughs> and also, when his dad like caught him trying to kill himself, I don't know what manner he tried to kill himself, but when his dad found out, he tried to like snuff it. His dad kicked his ass. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. Shit. So, yeah. You're gonna kill yourself in my house, make me have to deal with that shit. <laughs> probably, you, you were about to make me deal with that boy. Get over here. <laughs> he probably he probably <laughs> bought an orange and was trying to eat in his room, and the the complexity of that taste was just gonna be too much. And <laughs> You know, British people just eat fucking stale shit. <laughs> and beans. It's dried out bread again. <laughs> I've had nothing but dried out bread for weeks. Fish and chips. Why don't we go to have some meat? I like this watery white gravy. <laughs> oh, God. Some rock soup and fucking Birmingham. <laughs> like, stone soup, that's a real thing. Like that was just some shit they did. They were just hey, like Hey man, stones got flavor. Salt. Nah, maybe put some more the, salt. Put some of those rusty scraps from all the fucking like silos and shit like that. Yeah, we have that's zero British listeners anymore. Yeah, they're <laughs> gone. They're, they have to be gone. So, you know, naturally a young Ozzy I was born, he was growing up right around the time the rock and roll was getting huge, and he discovered the Beatles in nineteen sixty three, which inspired him to pursue a similar career as a rock star he was like i'm gonna be a rock star uh that is what i want to do with the rest of my life i want to be just like them and a year later he dropped out of school now hold on real quick people say that like you know we as humans haven't changed that much over time but like in the fucking 50s you could just hear the beatles and then be like wow i'm yeah. fucking starting a new life yeah <laughs> <Straight> <laughs> like the beatles was enough to be like fuck this I'm about I mean, to be a rock the, star. Look at all them girls during COVID. They're like, fuck it, I'm going to start OnlyFans. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot, some, some, a lot of succession. Gary, uh, actually, Gary, do you want to plug your OnlyFans? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> I haven't got one. <laughs> My boy beats off to uh, beats off to the Stop. beat of heavy metal songs. <laughs> on camera. I mean, you could if it was fast enough, you know. In the fifties, like who else? Like would they be listening to besides the Beatles? That's I mean, that's like, like I mean, there was the, like no the 60s other like the Beatles. Oh, sixties. Like, yeah, that, that's just a wild thing to me because like you're just like I don't know. I I don't respect or like the Beatles in any way, shape, or form. I just could not be imagine being like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking be a tough guy and be the fucking Beatles. The Beatles had a lot of influence <laughs> on me. Like the Beatles, like the Prince of Darkness was just like, oh yeah, I will be a Beatle. You're dude, about I mean, to make pain go off. I mean, right you look now. at everybody, dude. You look at the founders of metal, punk. All of them are like, 
the Beatles. It was all about the Beatles, baby. They, I mean, whether you like them or not, they definitely influenced, like, everything. Anyway, anyway, let's get back on the road. So, <laughs> so after dropping out of high school because of the Beatles, he went on to work as a construction worker, plumber, tool maker, and car factory horn tuner and slaughterhouse worker, just doing a little bit of fucking fuck all. Yeah, he did a lot of, he did a lot of just, uh, Fa- yeah, like, factory work. Yeah, he was yeah. like... He was literally Oliver Twist. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of just like low end jobs, you know, just trying to get some money in, man. He was like, hobbling into the factory with like one shoe on and getting paid in a bowl of soup. <laughs> Pretty much. I remember in that in that documentary he was talking about how like at the slaughterhouse there was some guy who was like, Yeah, you know, I'm gonna save me a pretty penny up then. I'm gonna get me a gold watch I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and Ozzy was just like, Oh my god. Uh, like, this is all he's got to live for. <laughs> bloody gold, gold watch. Bloody Gotta gold get out of here, man. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like back in the day, like what else are you gonna do for work besides like factory type stuff? Yeah. Especially like, in the place it's where in he England, grew up. like yeah, because yeah, I think him and their guitar future guitarist Tony Iommi, mm-hmm. that's all the band members did was work at factories. Oh, yeah. even their fathers again, too. Again, guys, we're trying to tell you, England is a dirty, filthy place. This is a long time ago too. This is bombed very out industrial. England. Yeah, yeah this is industrial. literally England after the after being invaded. <laughs> They're war, trying to so. rebuild infrastructure. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah, like, that's kind of what's going on here. It took every man and child. God, yeah. this is this is movie England, not not present day England. This they will that, work, they will work like twelve show. hours a day for like six to seven days a week, something like that. Hey, you gotta get your gruel somehow. <laughs> yeah, you gotta put your gruel on the table somehow. It's brutal for gruel. <laughs> so as a young kid in a rough neighborhood, uh, Ozzy felt like he had to be a tough guy to fit in with other kids despite his chronic childhood anxiety, and he once even tried to commit burglary, although it resulted in him going to jail for like six weeks and his dad refusing to pay the bill. Do you think mm-hmm. he? Do you think he was like they'll stop pulling my pants down? If I steal this <laughs> fucking... Oh, we got another joke about molesting an eleven-year-old. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're now you are making the jokes. Now, so he he tried to rob this shop like that was behind his house, and he had he, uh, behind the house. It's like right behind his house somehow. Bro, it's way they really next yeah. it. It's Stupid. weird. Like they just That's... watch you run across the street with the handbone. I don't hundred percent understand the, the the like workings of this, but that's the way it's always described. It's like a shop behind his house, and like the cops found like his glove or something with yeah. his fingerprints well, he, had, he had a fucking uh like well the, well it, it was all fucked up like he went there and like couldn't get the tv that he was trying to steal it fell oh on my him god but the whole time he had a glove that was missing thumbs and oh so, that's what it was yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> the cops like came to him and were like well you're not very fucking smart and so he went to jail and uh his dad wouldn't bail him out so he spent like a couple months in jail i believe in probably a, t- a good in a call shitty tough english jail yeah thing. probably uh, well actually yeah i mean i want to say probably a good call from his dad but he was saying like in one interview it was like you know, all these guys want to do in here is just want to just want to fuck you in the ass, and I was just like, damn, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he was Jesus about, like, Christ. I was a pretty uh, young boy and I had long yeah. hair, long brown hair, man. No, he said things. long auburn hair. Oh, I remember yeah, today, yeah. so he was. I was like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> that's why they were trying to fuck you. Yeah, I was, ass, a, I was a young pretty boy with long auburn hair and a fat ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they was coming. Damn, for me. Ozzy had that cake. <laughs> I walk around the corner and be like, damn. <laughs> Shit, shoddy, okay. <laughs> to be clear, he's saying that he might have also hey, been sexually assaulted. To be clear, hey, what we're possibly joking is how he probably got sexually assaulted in jail. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, and isn't, okay. isn't that just some shit, man? Like, <laughs> we as a society just be laughing at male rape. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. 
That wasn't uh, laughing. R.I.P. to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> you literally got a fucking Christ. tear rolling down your cheek about a- Ozzy with a fat ass. It's terrible, dude. So, uh, after, uh, so actually, let's get into the music, baby. So, after yeah. a couple small tips. <laughs> please, please. So, after a couple small tips at doing some, like, shitty local bands playing for, like, dust or whatever, uh, Ozzy joined bassist Geezer Butler, Tony Iommi, and drummer Geezer Bill Ward. Geezer Butler. And drummer Bill Ward to form a new band. You know the band, Earth. What? <laughs> no, not Earth. Poketoke uh, <laughs> Blues Band. Yeah, maybe. what the fuck? Yeah, I guess that was their band before it was Earth, before Ozzy joined. Poketoke sounds like a Chattahoochee cover band. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were they were uh, big into like blues and rock and roll stuff, and so they were just playing a lot of covers of bands and stuff. They're playing a lot of blues stuff, and then um, oh, so they were just stealing music from black men. Maybe possible. Uh, yeah, possibly. Long, probably a long way of that. about it, but probably you know, a bit of that, yeah. But then they kind of started doing their own thing, and you know they changed to Earth, and then eventually, uh, <laughs> eventually Earth. to Black Sabbath as we know them today. Yeah, yeah. I guess they were inspired. Well, we'll get to the naming in just a moment. But something I found out was kind of crazy was apparently Tony Iommi actually knew Ozzy from school, like when he was a kid, and he even said that he remembered him as a pest in his school days. <laughs> like he remember being like when he found out. I guess the, do y'all remember the story of like how he joined the band? Yeah. So there was like a flyer that Ozzy posted that said Ozzy Zig requires gig. Mm-hmm. And Tony sees that and he goes, "This can't be the same motherfucker." He's like, "There's yeah, no yeah. way." There's... I know an Ozzy. Yeah, I know an Ozzy. And so I guess you know, uh, I guess he had his phone number or something. They got in contact, and you know, Ozzy shows up, and Tony's like, "This is unfucking believable." Yeah, <laughs> just like, "Oh, it's this fucking guy." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Apparently, they only went because he was like the only one that had a PA, which is a story that, that kinda, yeah that kind of got old a few times, but that also kind of struck me. I was like, "Yo, so these are just some poor boys." Yo, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. yo, this couldn't be pickle dick on this. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> so, so apparently, after Ozzy got out, and he told his dad, who wouldn't front any money for him for any uh to get him out of jail but did put up some money for him to get this pa because he told his dad he was wow. into music i know and that. um honestly that went a long way when he decided to do a music thing he didn't have any real uh experience as uh as a vocalist or anything but he did post his flyer all over town ozzy zig needs a gig mm-hmm. uh you know uh pro- he it said like uh experienced vocalist and has his own PA. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, people, that, people yeah, that's, that's the flopping. money winner right there. Yeah. I, I guess he did play for like a band or two, so technically experienced vocalist. Yeah, from this, know, from this, know. from this, no, but from this flyer. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, wow. Uh, so yeah, somebody gave, uh, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess let's go in and get into it. So the, the title, um, this is, I mean, this is, I, I think this is kind of important, like honestly, like this is one of the biggest things ever because I think this alone is what made metal. Is like, apparently they were talking about how, um, you know, they were surprised that people would go see horror movies. Like, why would people go see a horror movie if it makes them feel uncomfortable? And they were like, let's do a horror-themed band. Yeah, yeah like, let's just hey, start writing scary music. Let's do a spooky. Yeah, you know. people like horror movies. Why don't we do horror music? Yeah, yeah. so exactly. they named themselves after a 1963 horror movie called Black Sabbath, which I, got, I really got to emphasize fucking crazy name to have at that time period <laughs> nothing like this like no. that's wild no no it was so crazy that they just went all in with it they're like look i know that movie is called black sabbath but our band's gonna be called black sabbath and uh that the first album should probably be called black sabbath <laughs> and uh oh let's eventually write a song called black sabbath let's write let's make the title track black sabbath as well 
So what's crazy is I guess uh, somebody gave Ozzy a 16th century book of black magic, which, what the fuck, dude? There's some English ass shit. They <laughs> like, over this in a documentary that we watched, and we were like, wait, wait, hold up, yeah. wait. They, someone just gave him a black magic book from the 16th century? Is yeah, that what? I mean, that's the only thing that survived the like, bombed out hospital. Right <laughs> <laughs> it's found in the rubble. <laughs> but yeah, I guess he, he let Geezer borrow that, and apparently Geezer was like uh he was a huge Alistair Crowley dude. He's big into the occult. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was very political. He's vegetarian. Yeah, so <laughs> Payne has a big kinship with this guy. Uh, I'll vibe that, you know. And that and I guess he had like a nightmare after reading the book, and then he wrote the song Black Sabbath. And that was the whole thing. It was like we're gonna do the blues, but goth. Yeah, but like dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Make blues, but make it like metal. Make it dark, yeah. Which I think like you know, a lot of times people say that this is like what invented metal. But that first album, I think sonically, is it metal? So what is it about that that we call metal? The aesthetic. I think it's yeah. the whole vibe. The yeah. Like, you look at the cover and you're like, pretend you're like a 10-year-old kid, like, seeing that shit for the first time. And just, like, you put the first track and it's the title track. And you're staring at the cover while the song is playing with, like, the rain and, and the bells are all yeah, dude. coming out before Tony plays that first riff. And you're like... What the fuck am I getting myself yeah, into? Yeah. We've stepped <laughs> into our horror movie. Yeah, exactly. Imagine you, ye lad, coming home from the factory, <laughs> and you put on the Black Sabbath. <laughs> well, apparently this first album, like, uh, it got, like, popular, like, instantly. Because, like, I think it really boils down to the fact that, like, no one had heard shit like this before, dude. Like, no. this shit was apparently huge. They dropped Paranoid the same year. So, Crazy. yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they recorded the first album, I think, in, like, a day. Damn, some like that a day or two, two, two legendary albums in a year, like yeah, and they sound totally different too. Ninety nine percent of the world couldn't do that in a decade. No, like, they no. did it in a year. Define starting out. I, I heard something today too about Paranoid. The song Paranoid apparently too was a fucking afterthought. It was wow. like they yeah. needed three minutes to fill on the album. Yep, and that's so exactly what Tony happened. Tony just yep. came up with a riff, and uh, and uh, and Geezer wrote these lyrics, just spouted out these lyrics. Literally, when they recorded it, Ozzy was reading the lyrics off of a paper like that. Like, yeah, so, yeah, it, it's it became, pretty cool. That's so it's wild. Like their only number one song, and that's probably. wild because like that's like the most like sonically metal song there is. Like that yeah. song itself was that was it, baby. <laughs> I mean, I think I think this is such a crazy big deal because like. That was that. This is the invention of all the dark shit, all the dark music shit. This is it, baby. No one's seen that shit. It blew up instantly because it was an untapped market. Yeah, people were right. were like, yeah, they coined a new fresh thing, and people people were fucking here for it. Yeah, all like, the people still, that needed this, even today, plot. like even today, still you can go back to some of this stuff, and it still is fucking solid. Oh, absolutely, it still holds up to the day. Yeah, hell yeah. The musicality, the lyrics, is everything. So five months after dropping Paranoid, Sabbath released Master of Reality, the third album, just less than two years after the first release. And they, and by that point, they had already become full-fledged like rock stars, like touring the United States and doing all the drugs and sex the 1970s could give them. Yeah, yeah, they're doing drugs, or they're, they're fucking groupies, they're uh, wrecking hotels, which is like, I guess just a part of this, is just like, yeah. you gotta wreck the hotels, <laughs> I guess. Hey, hey, real quick, so all the sex the 70s could offer... You think straight people are doing anal back then or not? Yeah, it's the seventies. Yeah, they're doing anal in the seventies. <laughs> I think. Yeah, maybe he might have invented anal, dude. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. like 
By how much? Bob, how much this dude was fucking apparently back then? Dude, fucking uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, geezers listening to Aleister Crowley. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're fucking in the ass. They're fucking. There's definitely some some paranoid anal guys. It, oh, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say like one of my favorite fun facts about that album is that song uh, "Sweet Leaf," and it's uh, um, <laughs> the recording of. Uh, Tony Iommi hitting a joint and he's coughing. And coughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know that until like today I heard something about that. Like that's literally him coughing. Yep, yep. That's so perfect. They were just like, and we smoke weed, dude. <laughs> yeah, I love you. In, in case you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, and uh, apparently like this time, like yeah, these motherfuckers were going crazy and like already you could kind of see uh, Ozzy's like alcohol issues really come out, but really everyone was wild. And apparently oh, Tony yeah. once even knocked Ozzy out. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> in a bar brawl. That's just how hard they were going. Yeah, these motherfuckers were going crazy. But uh, still, Master of Reality was surprisingly a critical failure at the time, despite selling millions and making it on the uh, top ten Billboard charts. Apparently, people didn't fuck with Black Sabbath at first. Critics yeah. didn't. I mean, yeah. it was, oh, it was yeah. Niche. I mean, you know, it was too heavy at the they time. Were, yeah. fucking listening to Frank Sinatra. What do you... Like, they, this yeah. shit blew their minds. They're Literally. not going to, yeah, listen to a band playing in C-sharp, yeah. playing these crazy-ass riffs. Dude, this shit reminds me of, like, uh, Night of the Living Dead by George Romero. Like, that movie, apparently, like, when it came out, it was critically panned. Everyone was like, this is terrible. This is crazy. How could they do this? This is stupid. Um, but now, <laughs> oh, like... black man? And even that, like, I mean, that, I mean, there's a lot of that movie that was pretty groundbreaking. And, you know, but now, years later, it's in the Library of Congress. Roger Ebert changed his review on it. It's, like, one of, the, like, the greatest horror movies of all time or yeah. whatever. I think is that's it considered a cult classic? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's the same exact shit with Ozzy Osbourne. It right, changed right. everything. So around the same time, Ozzy met Sharon Arden, whose father would get, uh, would later go on to become Black Sabbath's manager. Ozzy said that he felt an instant attraction to her. You guys might know Sharon from all those Fox News ads. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I mean, yeah, dude. Yeah. So many Fox News ads. Uh, we got six in a row on that documentary we were watching. Yeah. Like, oh, of, that's of right. The same, the same one. Day. Yeah, that's the only thing you see when you watch that documentary. She was also in Good Morning America, right? Uh, the talk. I the think. talk. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. The talk. Oh, the talk. I was on the talk. <laughs> I was talking about women's rights on the talk. So, despite the rock star uh, fueled lifestyle, Ozzy met his first wife at a nightclub called the Rum Runner, who he soon after married and had two and had two kids with later on. Despite being a total alcoholic and that would cheat on her all the time, that was crushing on another woman. Yeah, what was yeah. up with like just dudes back in the day just being absolute pieces of shit? It was the wave. That's what? just what they were. You know, that's just what just their dads. Not even did. rock stars, just like everyone. Yeah, all dads then. were uh, barely there. Yeah. yeah. Now he says he should have never married her, and that he put. That woman through hell, basically. Dude, and what's up with those kids now? Like, you never hear about those two kids. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know one of them used to appear on the Osbournes pretty frequently, like, as kind of like a background character. So it seems like him and uh, that son have a good relationship. I don't know the deal with uh, his oldest daughter, I believe. Mm. I, daughter. Yeah, she didn't want to be on the Osbournes. No, no, no. There's another one. Oh, there's, there's another, another one. Yeah, from, the, from this marriage. Oh, with, uh, okay. yeah. The one on the actual Osbournes was a Sharon daughter. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And, and apparently, I mean, this dude was such a fucking mess that he said he doesn't even remember either of them being born. God I think damn. it was like 72 Golly. and 75. 
five, something like that. Pain, yeah. you're about to have a kid. You, you're going to get blackout drunk. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. Forget, forget her birth. Back Dude, to, imagine back that. Back to back Jaeger bombs. Back in the day, it's it's 1972. You're at a fucking, you're a bloke at a fucking hospital in, Will, in whatever the fuck, England. And so this dude just getting, like, sloshed. And you're just like, yep, there's another Wednesday. There's another Wednesday in Birmingham. <laughs> My babe's being born today. It's like 10 in the morning. <laughs> or something. I'm going to have to give half a ladle of soup to this baby. <laughs> <laughs> so in the summer of 1972, all Black Sabbath had become such heavy cokeheads that they attempted to name their next album Snowblind, but the studio pushed back, resulting in the incredibly generic name Volume 4. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're still going to name a song Snowblind, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we love cocaine. It's my favorite Sabbath let's, record. Let's, let's do a compromise, okay? You want to do Snowblind? What about we just do Volume 4? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just give you the, the worst possible name we could possibly give you. I, I'd be like, if I was the studio exec trying to do that, I wouldn't even have said anything. I would have just like, when they released it, and like you get it in your hand, and just says Volume 4. That's when they would have found out. We're like, yeah, 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 we're going to do Snowblind. We're gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> He's like, don't worry, those Volume guys are four. coked the fuck out. They won't even realize. Yeah, like literally, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, apparently they got like really fucked up in like some house when they recorded this. It was a total mess. Like by this point, they were already like torn. The fuck yeah, out, yeah. Dude. They were they were pretty big, you know, as far as this goes. And like, yeah, they had rented out they had rented out some Beverly Hills house and basically like we were talking about earlier, they'd recorded those first two albums like in like weeks, days and stuff yeah, in some yeah. situations. Mm-hmm. They spent like three months recording volume four. And, like, just blowing up the tab for the label at this fucking uh, right, legal right. department. So. Hell yeah. So, even though Volume 4 was a massive financial success, the band was still a total mess that was being exploited by their poor manager, leading them to officially hiring Sharon's dad, Don Arden, to become their full-time manager. Switch it up. And they, they kind of had a little more control around this time, too, at least they say, which wasn't necessarily a good thing because they kind of <laughs> fucked their money up yeah, and yeah, yeah. They spent it on dope yeah <laughs> I mean imagine the managers just like taking all the, I mean this is something you always hear about is like you know young uh, like uh, unexperienced like musicians getting exploited by managers you know it's just that shit yeah it's just that entertainment fucking bullshit yeah, yeah. <sighs> so even capitalism baby <laughs> So even though Ozzy was still married, he later said that the main reason he liked that her dad was his manager was because that meant that he could always be close to her, even if it was only a professional Yo, relationship. Can I, close can, to Sharon, uh, yeah. Can I just say again. something? I saw some pictures of Sharon back in the day. <laughs> it was very 80s. I was not going to cheat on my wife. <laughs> uh, that's all I'm saying. I got a wife and kids at home. That's not the one I'm losing. My life too. Okay, just putting that out there. I think Sharon was just around all the time. And I think just her nurturing like uh, nature mm-hmm. for him. Because I, I guess they would cross paths a lot in, in, in the in the past, even mm-hmm. before her dad managed them. Like, I'll say. Just, like, <laughs> tours I'll and say. stuff. And, you uh, gotta wipe your ass, Ozzy. <laughs> probably, dude. I guarantee it. Like, there's been a time she's been like, "You've got to wipe your ass." Your Ozzy, arse. you got to wipe your ass. I can only see. I can only imagine like what she uh, had been through with that man. I mean, honestly, yeah, what a she, mess. She's, she's yeah. having like he's laying in bed with like the condom, the used condom still on his pecker. <laughs> <laughs> like she's like having pull it off, pulling it off his, his willy, pulling off the used condom off his willy, and like putting him in the shower. <laughs> I'll say that's true love right there. Jesus you can't, you can't marinate. That's in the, something. I don't know, man. It's I'll yeah. say you can't marinate in the cum all day. <laughs> it's some kind of codependent relationship, or you know. Yeah, man. So throughout the throughout the seventies, Sabbath was just going off. In seventy three, they dropped uh, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, followed by Sabotage in nineteen seventy five, Tentacle Ecstasy in nineteen seventy six, and this whole time they're just 
touring the, the world pretty much. They're just living that rock star. Cocaine, and, cocaine, cocaine, yes. cocaine, 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 alcohol, scurbies. repeat. Yeah. So the party was all over in 1977 when Ozzy's dad died, which had an immense impact. <laughs> the fucking party pooper came in and died. <laughs> so imagine this. I mean, you're just like partying. You're off on the road. You've got no cares about your home life. You've got two kids you're not raising, a wife you're not respecting. Yo. And then you just like, your dad dies. You're just like, oh. Honestly, <laughs> like the night I found out my dad died, I had been at uh, Joe Beer's uh, fucking throwing back Jaeger bombs all night. I hadn't talked to my dad, like, for, like, six years before he died. And, like, I was just drunk as fuck, stumbling into my house. And I get a phone call from some woman, and it's uh, his wife at the time. And she's like, your father's dead. And I was like, huh? <laughs> so, like, I, could Im- I, I imagine, like, the, the hard-hitting, like, brick wall of sobriety. Like, yeah. Of just, like, partying, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, my dad's dead. Another reason just to not be sober. Yeah. Like, at that mm. point. Yeah, exactly. So shortly after, uh, shortly after his dad died, Sabbath worked on their eighth album, Never Say Die. Though the process was grueling because the whole band was so fucked up and strung out during the recording sessions. Yeah, they were all just fucking kind of partying too hard and like kind of losing grip of like the bag a you little know, bit. I will say though, like in the documentary, like they were like, "Yeah, Ozzy was just like he was fucked up all the time." And I'm like, "Y'all was fucked up too. Like he was just <laughs> late to the meetings. Like, <laughs> yeah." Y'all, y'all doing the lines with him. Like, he just can't handle it as good as y'all. Like, what the fuck? Like, and I think when his dad died, he did start to spiral out a little more, oh, too. Yeah, and so, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's like we said, like, you know, they rented a whole nother fucking place for this last album. And, like, Ozzy was barely showing up. And, like, we were talking about in before we recorded and stuff, like, you know, they might have all been partying. They might have all been fucking doing coke and fucking up and shit. But, like, they showed up, you know. Yeah, but their dads didn't die. <laughs> either way, they still got to they got they had to keep their eye in the bag, you know, but um either way, what happened happened. I don't know, man. Like if pain just like was like doing a bunch of cocaine, like if we were all doing cocaine on the cast like every day and then pain was just being late and he's like, oh, "Sorry, I'm late. I'm depressed because my mom died." I wouldn't be like, "Well, he's out." Dude, you got to get, get the, off the You got to get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> he's out. You got to be happy cast. when you do these fucking lines with us, bro. <laughs> that is kind of wild. Like honestly, that is they basically kicked him out because I mean, he was just grieving his dead dad. But at the same time, I mean, I I get both sides of that because if he's all, fu- I mean, this dude's like getting fucked up. Get him up, some man. help. Ozzy's getting fucked oh, up. Oh, it's the seventies, man. Maybe, maybe be like, hey, what if we stop? What if we all stop doing cocaine for a week? Yeah, your bloody mind, mate. <laughs> no, you may stop doing cocaine. You gotta just do the cocaine with us Are and handle it better. Are you fucking mental, mate? I just met a mate n- named. Are you off your rocker? I just met a bloke named Dio at the bar who does a bunch of cocaine. He wants to be in the band too, but he's got his bloody shit together. He's got fucking bags of cocaine, mate. Yes, Dio so- has his father still alive. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, man. So the band was just fucking played with internal issues, uh, be- uh, particularly between Tony Iommi and Ozzy. Because, I mean, they really always kind of had problems. Tony always kind of knew Ozzy as that little shithead. And Ozzy got fucking kicked out of the band and they replaced him with Ronnie James Dio. Tony was like... I know pickle dick ain't fucking up my bag. <laughs> I mean, literally, the bag was the bag was made fucked. They gotta keep the bag. So I mean, uh, so that's the end of of uh, of the story. That's that sigma mindset, bro. Or that's the end of the is story. it? Mm, mm. Or is it? So real quick, before we move on into the next level of of uh, this dude, what are y'all's favorite Black Sabbath albums? Well, like well, we we've been talking about all these, but we haven't really gotten into them like 
as individual albums. We'll just briefly kind of get into that because great I, I, albums. I'm I'm gonna be the lame one and say Black Sabbath. That's not lame at all. That record's great. No, it's great. Dude. I'm just saying, like, I that's mean, gonna be like, oh, of course you're gonna say Black Sabbath. Honestly, Master of Reality or Paranoid are are pretty are. I'm torn between the two. On either day, it could be either one, I guess. Paranoid was definitely the one where I was like, this is the most Black Sabbath. Like, th- this yeah. is the most Black Sabbath. But, I mean, they're all good. I mean, I don't know, Gary, you, you've, you've like, listened to all these albums many times. What are your what are your thoughts on these? Like, oh, I mean, like, they're still great records, like, even though they're considered, like, gateway records, quote-unquote, to Black Sabbath. But, you know, I'm a fucking nerd, and I love Volume 4. Volume 4 is my favorite Sabbath record ever. Hell yeah. Hey, hell just because yeah. it's a gateway, like, some people consider, like, cocaine a gateway into heroin. Nah, but it's I'm, a still good drug. It's still yeah. fucking cocaine. <laughs> yeah, it's still a good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, honestly, the first six records, you just can't go wrong. I will say Sabotage is the album that, like, I remember I listened to it twice. Like, Sabotage kind of got me, because, like, at first I was kind of bored by it, but then listening to it the second time, I was like, Yo, this is like actually metal, dude. What? Symptom of the universe, like, come yeah. on, man. That's like that the intro riff makes you want to fight nuns. That's truly <laughs> like some metal shit, dude. Like, I was blown away at that shit. I, and I realized the reason I thought I was boring the first time around is because it just sounded like like an old metal like album. But then the second time I, I listened to it, I was like, oh, this is like the first like I don't know. To me, sabotage is just like that's metal. That's actually like sonically. When they kind of got the label, I they think. They got some two-steps thrown in there. Hell yeah. So while Black Sabbath continued their career after hiring Ronnie James Dio as a new vocalist, Ozzy took his share of the rights for the name of the band, fucked off to Los Angeles, and did what he did best for three months straight, do coke, drink beer, and order pizza. Mm-hmm. And don't forget uh, bang groupies. And bang a lot of groupies. The, the old in, out, in, out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I was like, you really just said that? Like, is that really like a British thing? or is that? I thought that was just Clockwork Orange. Yeah, I thought it was only like Alex <laughs> from Clockwork Orange. Apparently it's a British saying. Yeah, no, my guy just really like kind of melted down in a hotel room for months. Just literally just eating pizza and, like you said, just fucking drinking himself silly. Yo, I'll be honest with you, man. I'll be honest with you after this, too. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Go ahead. I would love to just... (laughs) (laughs) I would love to be drunk for three months eating pizza three times a day in a hotel room. Dude, I remember the first summer I had off from teaching was kind of like this. (laughs) They're not that much... Any cocaine. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's, there's a really good visual contained like a uh, visual of this in the video for Under the Graveyard. Apparently, is which is which is like a newer Ozzy song, but I don't know why he chose this. I guess because the song's about it. But he chooses this specific time to document for that music video. So mm. and it's it's not glamorous. I mean, it's it's what no. it is. You know, it's, I mean, it's the in between point. You yeah. know, I mean, it was like being divorced from his band. So uh, Sharon's dad requested for Sharon to visit Ozzy to get him back in spirits, and Don Arden got him signed to a new label and linked him up with some new bandmates for him to begin a solo career, a brand new career, baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. we. I feel like we got to say this too before we move on to the brand spanking new Ozzy. Is just that also after Black Sabbath kind of like kicked him out. With everything in Ozzy's life and literally having nothing and having very low self-esteem from abuse and everything, like, his self-worth was tied to Black Sabbath. Yeah. So the reason he spent this time just fucking melting down was because, like, he thought he was done. Yeah, he thought dude. this was it. This was how right. he was going to go out. He was just going to fucking drink himself to death, really. Yeah, I mean, he was like, this is all I've got. You know, what am I going to do? He you didn't know? see another, a second chance for himself. Yeah, he wasn't thinking about it at all. He literally just no. got, like, pulled back up. 
Um, and yeah, so he was joined with these new members, and ironically, hold on, hold on, real quick. Do yeah. you think Don was like sharing a check on him because he was like trying to like offer Ozzy like a honeypot situation mm. on oh, some auto like, high hey, tower hey, shit? Hey, um, hey, go in there in your fucking pantsuit and your neon sweater. Go to him <laughs> with your short haircut. <laughs> and, like, yeah, yeah. Go to him. Go to him. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly. Probably, probably a not. little bit. No, I don't I'm going to say I probably think, not because, I like, I think most people were, were counting him out, too. Yeah. Mm. She was, like, one of yeah. the few people that, like, still believed yeah, in him. Yeah, getting fired from Black Sabbath was, like, God damn. Yeah, because, like, she fuck. saw him mm. in that hotel room. She was like, you need to get your shit together. Yeah, get, think, get your ass in the shower. We're going to so I think, yeah. I think even <laughs> I think even selling him to her dad was, like, a sell. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like straight yeah. up, yeah. And what I think is like pretty ironic is two of the members of his new like solo band were former members of Dio's band called Rainbow, but also the Ozzy Osbourne experience also included its ace up its sleeve, 20th year old guitarist Randy Rhodes. Of a uh, Quiet Riot, right? Yeah, Quiet yes, Riot. He did Come play on, quiet. feel the noise. <laughs> Girls, rock your boys. I think that. Bring it loud, loud, loud. That's a great Loud, loud, loud. Anymore. Oh, yeah. He's just doing this to me now. Dude, what I gather about Randy Rhodes is this is just, I'm the 80s Ozzy Osbourne. Welcome to the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. Apparently, he didn't really care much for Randy when he first met him, too. He's like, who is this twink? Some little blonde twink coming in there in a leotard. With high heels on. With his, with his this belly dude? button out, <laughs> yeah. until he started shredding, baby, and he's like, "Oh, oh yeah." He was, uh, he was still drunk from yeah. partying the night before when Randy auditioned. He's still so, drunk from the last three months. Bro. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, Ozzy, we're going to start a new life for you. We're going to fix your whole career. And he's like, I'm going to keep drinking. I'm, gonna keep drinking. I'm still going to do cocaine. Because uh, I, I believe there were guitar players before Randy that auditioned. Out, yeah, yeah. Try, try, auditioned for the band. So when he heard Randy, he was like, fuck, I got to sober up, Mike. Yeah, like, <laughs> so the next, the so he, he brings him back the next day, you know, Randy does his thing, and Ozzy's apparently sober, so that's how that's he how uh, recruited Randy Rose. Could you imagine, like, in that time period, like, being like, hey, you're going to go audition to the guy that used to front Black Sabbath. <laughs> Dude, I'd shit yeah. myself. That'd be, that's wild. <laughs> I think that's what's crazy is Ozzy Osbourne was so down on himself, and it's crazy that he hadn't thought of it. It's like, dude, you're still, like, a really big... Like, people like Black Sabbath because of you. Like, exactly. they had to replace you with Dio. Like, they couldn't have any less than Dio to even replace you. Yeah, but uh, but get, but Randy Rhodes was a huge get. And, uh, hold on, hold like, on, real quick. But they could have, they could have. The drummer did that one song. Like they could have just had the drummer sing for Black Sabbath, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was that song, real quick? Uh, fuck it. Bill uh, Ward sang a song. Yeah, it was awful. It was uh, like a. It was. It, it was. It's yeah, it's on the I don't even know this. Oh yeah, that's yeah. The, I've, I've listened to maybe like one or two songs. I said this album sucks. We, we watched <laughs> we watched the music video for yeah. it. I think that night before you came. Oh okay, it was awful. Yeah, it was pretty Ugh. bad. Yeah, it's a pretty tough one. But uh, yeah, so this shit gave like Ozzy some new life, man. And like and like we can't, it can't be understated, man. Like how talented Randy Rhodes was, like, and how eighties he's he was. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like like I mean literally, I mean like like in so many ways. I mean Ozzy Osbourne was already like a titan of the seventies. I mean this, he was living that seventies vibe, that seventies hair. These plays, these dudes playing some seventies music, and then just like right in time for the eighties, just just before that he can get outdated and his sound. There's just a dude that swoops in and was like no. No, join us. We're gonna modernize you. He's and like, this is the scene now. Yep. Yeah. So, 
So soon after, Ozzy Osbourne released his first album, Blizzard of Oz, which achieved multi-platinum success. So it came out fucking swinging. What a fucking banger, dude. Only multi-platinum? dude and and what a title man like straight up blizzard of oz like after like all this shit with him doing cocaine he just comes out like fucking uncle rock so yeah yeah i am cocaine he's like i do cocaine (laughs) like yeah no but it's also yeah it's like a monumental thing it was kind of like a i'm not gone thing like you know it's the blizzard of oz it's blizzard of ozzy and like he came with the heat with that one too and then came right back the next year with fucking a Diary of a Madman. Like, so it was like a two for one, bang, bang, bang. Like, mm-hmm. Ozzy's not gone, and he's still making hits out here. Hell yeah. I mean, and that's Crazy Train, baby. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's literally Crazy Train, baby. <laughs> Dude, what? I mean, I think what's so crazy about him coming out with these, I mean, <clears throat> fucking... What's bl- so crazy, Train? <laughs> Dude, exa- I mean, yeah. I mean, exactly. <laughs> fucking coming out with Crazy Train, Blizzard of Oz, uh, fucking Diary of a Madman. His whole shtick is just like... I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm unhinged. I'm unhinged. <laughs> yeah, that's so shit. My mental health's in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah. So around this time, he began to uh, develop a relationship with Sharon, Sharon, even though he was still fucking married. So now we're getting we're getting a little bit romantic, baby. Yeah, yeah. They were already talking and kind of vibing out, and they probably had fucked already, but Sharon, now yeah. they're, like, developing a relationship. They're Sharon, courting. Sharon was built like a um, like a headmistress, so, like, maybe he just had, like, had some, like, <laughs> like teacher weird shit. Like, old 60s teacher shit. Well, what's crazy is, like, even, like, <clears throat> while he was doing all this 80s shit, he was just fucking everybody, though. Like, she just yeah. was like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, but I'm the, I'm, yeah. She said he would fuck anything that moves, and I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I think. You, you think you pulled a creed? What, what, what did? It was an office joke. You, I, forgot, <laughs> I forgot. So, so real quick, I mean, this is actually kind of an important time, because before he even dropped Die of a Madman, he famously first bit the head off a dove. Okay, so apparently, like, in this... You can't just say that. You gotta talk about that. Yeah, so in 81, um, he was shopping, like, they were shopping him to bigger, like, labels and stuff, and they, he had this big meeting with, like, CBS, apparently, and it was Sharon's idea, or maybe Sharon's dad's idea, it was management's idea to have him come in and like release a couple doves into the room, It was It was his his and Sharon's idea to do the doves, because they were, like, yeah. joking like basically it was a joke because they were like the way they were like trying to have to like t- sell him to the studio yeah they're like, gonna make an entrance, yeah, a make big, an entrance. Like, you know, like, which was already a wild ass thing to yeah. do like, yeah you know like honestly just to bring birds into a fucking office but also him and sharon had like polished off like a bottle of rum before this uh before this meeting Naturally, so like yeah. so like ozzy was like really fucked up and in the middle of the meeting like one of the representatives or whatever is just like droning on and on to ozzy about this and that and about whatever fuck all. about fuck all <laughs> and, and ozzy decides he's had enough of it so he asks her if she likes animals she says yes and he grabs like one of the doves up and just like bites its fucking head off <laughs> and like, spits it on the table chop. <laughs> like, and it's just like weak about it and people are fucking Horrified! <laughs> Dude, yeah. you, you imagine being a big businessman just sitting at a conference table and somebody bites a fucking bird's head off in front yeah, of you? Yeah, that's insane. It's kind of that's fucking insanity. And they kicked him out. Um, Sharon was reprimanded apparently too. Like you know, like if he ever does anything like that again, you know, you guys will be whatever the fuck. But they didn't really care because like 
fucking Ozzy was going up right now. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> after this, I mean, once that got out to the news, it's like, oh, shit, Ozzy Osbourne is the wild motherfucker. So yeah. on the Diary of Man Man tour, Ozzy used to fucking, like, because he was already known as, like, the dude that fucking fucked up animals, he started launching animal parts into the crowd, like he got from butcher shops, and yeah. he would start bringing dead animals and guts they, to shows. They like, what the, mm. what the fuck is this, dude? I never knew this. They Some literally, shit. They literally yeah, built real. a catapult yeah, he had specifically... A- for him to throw like rotted cow heads. Yeah, he would just like, <laughs> like they what? built a medieval catapult and they and, oh. and for it was like the big set piece for the end of the show. Like he would just like launch raw meat at the crowd and shit and like butcher ch- butcher cuts and shit. Oh fuck! And yeah. so then people would start just bringing shit, and, like, like dead was, frogs. Yeah, and dead animals, animals and they throw it up on stage and shit. And they it was said just... one time they threw a frog that was so big that Sharon thought somebody <laughs> threw an infant on the stage. <laughs> Oh God! They were like, they just threw this frog, and it was just laying oh, there. Was Ozzy was tripping baby. out, and then Sharon backstage is just like, oh my God, they threw a child on stage. <laughs> but anyway, in the midst of all this fucking bedlam, uh, somebody at one show throws a fucking bat up on stage, and Ozzy, this is like his, this is the thing he says like you know all the time in interviews, but he's like he thought it was a rubber bat. But we've just established that people have been throwing real dead animals on yeah. stage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, for like, this whole tour. Like, why would this this be a rubber bat? I don't know. Dude, but. Ozzy's mind is just, like, fucking... It's the same fucking slosh stew gruel <laughs> that he was eating as a kid. Like, his brain is just that Oh, gruel. that looks like a tasty snack in those. <laughs> so he fucking bites right into this shit. He doesn't even hesitate. He picks it right up and just fucking bites its head off. And it's, like, crunchy. And, mm, and it's that, that's when he realizes it's... Oh, a bit of body head off a bat. The crowd, the crowd goes fucking insane. Yeah. They are like loving this shit, and Ozzy has to get rushed right to the hospital after this. Yeah, for like, he has to get like his, his like butt like yeah. uh, shot so, up yeah, like exactly. every day. A rabies shot. You gotta get um like four shots in your ass like four days like four weeks in a row. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. wild dude. Uh, and I mean, yeah, apparently at some point, like while he was on tour, he fucking took a piss on a slab at the Alamo and he didn't even know what he was doing too. So the whole story was, was like, he had gotten so fucking destroyed the night before that Sharon took all of his clothes and hid it so that he wouldn't, he wouldn't go back out. So of course, Ozzy being Ozzy just grabbed one of her dresses, put on her dress (laughs) and like went back down to the bar and was drinking the fuck up. (laughs) And then like, I guess they had like, they were doing like a photo shoot for like the, the tour that day. Yeah. Like, at the Alamo, because you know they're in San Antonio, and he y'all like, remember the Alamo, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Alamo. Remember, okay? America. Goddamn Alamo. When we fought those Mexicans trying to take back their land. Yeah, but <laughs> we, you know when we bravely <laughs> stole land from people and then defended our right to steal it. So yeah, Ozzy was just like, I got to pee, and like he's in a dress, so he just pulls his dress up with his raw dick out. <laughs> little, little, uh, little, uh, pickle, Willy. little pickle dick, <laughs> well, and just Willy. started pissing on the Alamo. <laughs> And apparently, like, he, he says, he's like, I didn't even and that's realize. Not cool. That's, like, not cool, though, right? Put I don't give a fuck, <laughs> dude. I don't the, give a the fuck. Alamo, the Alamo is, like, like if you're a Texan, the Alamo is, like, that would be, like, somebody pissing on your child. <laughs> dude, Boy, I'll tell like, you what. Like, you like, piss on my Alamo. Those, piss those, on my Bobby. Those Texans, like. Piss on my Bobby. Piss on my son. You, you piss on my Bobby. You, you oh, piss on my boy. You, you know better not to piss on my Alamo. You know boy. better than to piss on my boy. <laughs> you know, I really enjoyed his music when he was in that Black Sabbath. 
<laughs> but damn it, I lost all respect for him when he came to Texas and pissed on the mound, bro. <laughs> that boy ain't right. <laughs> so, needless to say, he got fucking banned from San Antonio. Yeah, how do you just get banned from a city like, bro, you can't come uh, back? He pissed on the Alamo. Well, <laughs> that goddamn British bastard pissed on the Alamo. I love that slab like I love my boy. I hope he wasn't a Spurs fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get banned from a whole Hey, come on, guys. <laughs> hey, yeah, there it is. Boo. So... Hey, at least we reacted. So, I mean, really... <laughs> hey, I mean, yeah, true. So, I mean, between, like, the the dove, the bat, the fucking animal parts, fucking pissing on the Alamo, like, this dude was in the news. Like, this was the man. Just dropped an album called Die for Madman. I mean, imagine. This was... This was Ozzy. Oh, yeah! This was another fucking level, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, he, he parties like a different breed, you know? Yeah, but the party ended... <laughs> Mark, what was that heavy sigh? <laughs> Hey, the party had to end in 1982. Uh, y'all want to tell the story? Y'all want to Jesus this up? fucking Christ! So, <laughs> I don't have any notes for this. It was hey, too much. Uh, so all that fun was happening, but you know the party's got. But this should happen because of the party, though. This, this is some party. No, shit. but yeah, no, no. In '82, uh, they were on tour. They were on this uh, this tour. Was it Diary of the Madman? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was Diary. And they were staying. Well, they weren't even staying somewhere. I guess the bus had broke down, and they had this bus depot th- place, and uh, that also had a, a small airport, a small there. Yeah, aircraft or something. Yeah, their bus driver, their tour bus driver. So Ozzy and Sharon and uh, the rest of the tour crew decided to sleep in, and their tour bus driver, while getting the bus repaired, reveals like, "Hey, man, I'm also a fucking amateur pilot. Y'all want to <laughs> take this bad boy for a spin?" And so. Randy Rhodes and uh, the makeup artist uh, Rachel Youngblood. Mm. Uh, cool last name, by the yeah. way. All right, go up on, uh, go up with the fucking uh, pilot dude, who'd also been like super coked out like all night. <laughs> oh my god, had been doing coke all night, had been up all night, and so fucking they go up a couple times around this like area, and they come down to like buzz the tour bus, I guess, to kind of like freak the guys out. And yeah, shit. they were trying to tip the wing in such a way of the plane so that it would barely pass over the tour bus so it would like shake the whole tour bus yeah they're buzzing him you know yeah to wake him up apparently because he's always sleeping yeah Yeah. they're just trying to prank him and it just went south super fast and they clip the tour bus actually fucking the wing breaks in half and the fucking plane flies into a nearby house fucking Ozzy and Sharon and the crew wake up to this fucking insane explosion uh, and there's the fucking your lead guitarist your makeup artist and your tour bus driver up yep. in flames dude it was a like really huge tragedy it was really fucked up um, Randy Rhodes was 25 years old Jesus Christ way dude. too young yeah literally like saved Ozzy's career possibly his life in a lot of ways and then definitely, lost his life definitely yeah. saved his life and his career and uh, was also had just had, had just spoken to Ozzy on this tour about you know you know parting ways and he was going on to do like some classical music shit and teach classical music oh and, wow yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. i'm tired of this like rock star yeah shit. he wasn't like that's the thing about randy Rhodes. he wasn't a fucking party dude he didn't drink didn't smoke he didn't do any of that shit oh wow he was yeah. just a music he's dude. just a fucking he just shredder. To tour and yeah, play, play guitar shred. yeah hell yeah man um i think what's crazy awesome. about this is that if the roles were reversed ozzy like ozzy will say like in interviews he'll be like I just wish I could have told him not to do it. If I was awake, I would have told him not to do it. And I'm just thinking, like, you would have been in that plane. Like, like <laughs> yeah, Ozzy, like, true. should like Ozzy would have definitely died that night had he been someone that had gotten in the plane of the true. show. Right? Yeah, true. Easily. 
Uh, so the same year that Randy Rhodes died, Ozzy divorced his longtime wife, which made sense because he had sex with literally everybody. <laughs> and was in a relationship with Sharon Arden. Yeah, like <laughs> this whole time. Uh, so just briefly after that, Ozzy married Sharon in 1982, though he doesn't even remember proposing, but Sharon did say he lost the ring in her father's garden. So yeah, what apparently if, it was beautiful, what but if he, he doesn't remember. What if he didn't propose and she just like was like, yeah, you proposed to me. Cause oh, God, so just gaslit him into marriage. Ozzy! Aussie, we're married. Oh, wow. Aussie, we're married. I didn't even think about that. Last night. Don't you remember last night that that ring you don't remember buying you gave to me? No. (laughs) Dude, Sharon is watching, but it was the most romantic thing I'd ever seen. I'm just like, this dude was wasted. Uh, (laughs) Aussie's just standing in a pair of sweatpants shirtless. (laughs) Hey, Sharon, would you like to get... Married, <laughs> just shaking, doing like the fucking Ray Charles shake, just like. <laughs> it was the most romantic thing I'd ever seen. I just want to stick my willy in you for the rest of my life. <laughs> you stick your willy. Oh, and the next mate I see, and the next lady I see, you know. Like, Do y'all know this? I just found this out. Uh, a garden in England just refers to like your yard. Oh, not so specifically like, like, a, like, like a backyard. Just a yard. Every can... fucking day. I hate you people more. <laughs> it's like cookie and biscuit. It's like, it's like garden and yard. Out there, you'd say that you mowed your garden. Mm. That sounds like I trim my pussy. garden. They probably don't mow over there. I don't know if they really say like Aussie, that, but, but Aussie, you Aussie, mowed, you mowed my garden last night. Pretty well. <laughs> Pretty, pretty bloody well. Oh, that was your bloody garden. I thought it was my asshole. <laughs> that was my own asshole, I didn't. <laughs> uh, what's crazy is apparently like, around this time, like even though he was getting fucked up, Sharon quit cold turkey. Getting fucked tonight. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean, she Sharon was like, look, this can't continue, right? Like, if this, is, if we're in our partnership, come uh, off it. You know, like, and, and and we're having kids and stuff, too. Like, she's yeah. like, you know, one of us has to be fucking sober. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ozzy was fucking thunderstruck. He's like, holy shit. I mean, just to be surprised that somebody could just, could just stop like that. Yeah. I mean, he was like, I'll just party with all the other alcohol. <laughs> right? Yeah, probably but... took more pressure off him. He's like, okay, cool. At least he'll be sober. Cool. Great. It's more so beer for me. Like, be. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have to be. So five months after marriage, they were having a kid, and Ozzy would tour with his daughter, Amy, and his new wife, Sharon Osbourne. So for a little while, just fully living the tour rock star life. Yeah, yeah, he was living that life. He was living the, like, rock star dad life. They were trying to kind of combine them, so they would take Amy on tour with them and, and whatnot. And uh, But, I mean, Ozzy's, the way Ozzy would tour and party was, like, different. So I don't think he was, I still don't think he was really there like that. Especially yeah, not yeah. on that, like, tour with Motley Crue. When we were on tour with Ozzy, um, we'd always have these crazy parties backstage. He would come onto our bus and say, I'm riding with you guys to the next city. And he'd fucking reach into his into his coat pocket or his pants and pull out. He goes, he'd pull out like two huge bags of cocaine and goes, oh, I've got bags of this shit. And we would fucking, all of us would go back to the back of the bus and we would fucking snort cocaine for fucking, you know, 10-hour bus rides. That they probably found like, any reason to get out of the... They probably stayed in the tour bus or got a separate room. and Or if they did get... They probably got, like, their own rooms, and he was probably going to the room where the party was at while exactly. they were doing whatever they were doing. Right. I mean, that, I mean, his daughter shouldn't have been around any of, like, his real-life shit if he's doing coke every night. But, yeah, they had this tour of Motley Crue, which was, like, probably height of uh, Aussie 80s shit, and, like, Motley Crue just living that rock star lifestyle... 
And so I think I think it was the thing because Ozzy is like fucking thirty five at this time. Yeah, dude. he's kind like, of an old timer, like not yeah. a young dude really anymore. And fucking these are some young bucks. So I think they were, they were like constantly trying to like out party and yeah. outdo each other. I recently saw this interview where Tommy Lee talked about a lot of this stuff about the fire ants thing and about just partying with Ozzy at the pool and shit. And he was saying that like, dude, Ozzy was just unfucking hinge. Like you know, like they he he was like trying to get rid of him to go back to his room and, <laughs> wow. Ozzy, and Ozzy was like just like had like pulled him into his room and, and I'm like oh, dude let's just go to the fucking room let's just chill out come on and the fucking right in it fucking and it's just going like I'm like dude please I just fucking grab him like come on take him to the elevator I find his room put the key in I'm like okay bud I like push the door I'm like okay bud you're in your room okay bye he's like no fucking come in mate and I'm like, oh, fuck, I almost got out of here. And he pulls me into his room, pulls his pants down, and just shits on the fucking floor. <laughs> a fucking big shit on the floor. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, dude, I gotta go. No, fucking, come. and he fucking drags me back in, and now he picks up the shit. And he's got it in his hands, and he's just smearing it all over the walls of his fucking hotel room. I'm like, dude. <laughs> I gotta go, this is fucked up. And I just, I, I just, I remember turning around and and I just, I saw his, his back and he was just painting with his shit on the walls and I just fucking was like, now's my chance. And I fucking pinned it out of there, dude. I was like, this is on some other next level shit. Like, I'm not really ready to compete at this level. <laughs> I'm not on this level. Like, you win, dude. Like, it's like, gonna have to be the spreading. That's crazy. Like, but Ozzy like... was like blackout. This when he after after uh, Randy Rhodes died, like he was drinking even more, partying even more. Every day it had to be a little bit more. And he was having these fucking blackouts. Yeah, he's getting you know? fucked up, dude. And so point. I imagine the whole shitting on the floor and smearing it on the walls was definitely like a blackout. Moment. Oh, all that, and and like his like wife and kid are like in the yeah. same hotel, <laughs> yeah. probably. Like, yeah, literally. <laughs> it's fucking insane. So yeah, there's a there's that famous story about him storming fire ants with Motley Crue, which he doesn't remember, but who knows? I mean, he can't deny. It probably. I mean, it, it probably happened. Uh, and apparently, one time he blacked out so hard that he woke up on a fucking freeway between before pissing on a cop car. <laughs> yeah, this is the same tour with Motley Crue, and like your boy last last thing he remembered was drinking sake out of a fucking soup bowl <laughs> with the band, and then fucking wakes up in the middle of the freeway. And How does that happen? Terrifying, dude, dude. Insane. Just walk on the fucking. Uh, the ramp entrance. Yeah, and then and then when he goes to take a piss, he fucking ends up pissing on a cop car. Of all the fucking things you can piss on. Good lord. So overall, his second family life was already constantly on an unstable stage of utter alcoholism. This dude was just getting totally wrecked. Yeah, yeah. Trash. He wasn't really truly living the family. I mean, he was trying to live the family life, but he was still like in the midst of his fucking alcoholism and drug abuse. Yeah, and this shit uh, came to the he- came to a head for the first time after they had their daughter Kelly in October 1984, but within that same month of her being born, he had to go to a sobriety clinic in Beverly Hills where he had to go sober for 6 weeks, and when he got out, he just immediately started drinking again. Yeah, that was the whole deal. He had promised Sharon that like when he got out, I mean, he would he would stay until Kelly's born. He would just kind of keep partying until Kelly's born and then he would you know, admit himself into this place, and he did. Like mm-hmm. literally the day after she was born, he admitted himself. But like, it didn't take, baby. As soon as he got out, yeah. within like forty-five minutes, yeah. he was back on the wagon. 
I mean, apparently he, it sounded like he was a little bit affected from all this, but I mean, obviously not enough because he just kept getting right back to it. In fact, like when their, uh, their son Jack was born in November, 1985, uh, Ozzy was so drunk when he saw Jack's Willie uh, <laughs> that he fainted. <laughs> so in, in this one documentary we watched, what? we watched, it was, there's a cut of, uh, some, like of a young Jack Osborne talking about his own birth and he's like, cause because they really thought that Jack was going to be a girl at first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so little Jack Osborne's like, and when the doctor pulled me out, me dad saw me Willie and he fainted. <laughs> and then it, it, it cuts to Sharon and she's like, Ozzy was so drunk he fainted. He fainted because he was drunk. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, man. I mean, this dude's so just <laughs> wild, dude. Just that blown out of the water by a dick. in the hospital. Just bro like, doesn't doesn't remember the birth of his first two kids. Uh, went to a fucking sobriety clinic the month after one kid's born and was so drunk he fucking fainted. Like, what is this? He man? remembers those births though. That's why he fainted. He was like, remember, remember, remember. Yeah, but I probably remembered it. Up. <laughs> he took all this energy. I'm not finding it, but I'll remember it. His computing power was just locked into holding on to that memory. Yeah, yeah. That, that he just fainted. <laughs> he just stroked out. So, by the late 80s, Ozzy and Sharon began to fight more and more until one night in 1989, he attacked her after saying, We've come to a decision that you've got to die. Yeah, so fucking. This your is boy, crazy. Yeah, your boy is just fucking on one. He'd been on some fucking mix of, I don't know, uppers, downers, uh, alcohol, and whatever else. And apparently he says this is like the calmest he had ever been in his yeah, life, which is, which weird, is like yeah. very weird and scary. But then like, yeah, he blacks out and apparently attacks Sharon. And he and got charged with attempted fucking murder enough to like, he tried to kill her. Yeah. Sharon said if she would have had a gun, she would have shot him dead that night. Damn. Wow. And, uh, it was a good thing that somebody was there to pull him off of her or, or he might have killed her. Yeah. Right. And then a reason, I mean, he could have probably gone to jail for a long time, but she dropped the fucking charges. He's yeah. rich. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's like, ah, you make me a lot of money, and, you know, I can make a lot of money with you. So, yeah. So, yeah, Sharon dropped the charges, but Ozzy was put on mandatory addiction treatment by the judge for six months, and when he came out, he stayed sober for a while, and he got super into working out. He did that whole arc. He tried to turn his life around a bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, in 1990, Ozzy dropped the album No More Tears, which went multi-platinum, proving that even in the new decade, Ozzy had more momentum than ever, and also a lot of songs on the album were apparently about him sort of like coming home, so to speak, him being done with that part of his a life. rebirth, a rebirth yeah. of yeah. some kind. Yeah, yeah, with my bum coming home. Apparently, that song is about Sharon, or yeah, or, yeah. yeah, I think so. Oh, he's calling her mama. You know, British people are, yeah. you know. That's also the era where uh, Zach Wild comes into the fold. Yeah, yeah welcome, sure, yeah. welcome into the fold, yeah, of Zach Wild. Which, which we didn't really talk much about. Jakey Lee, we here. did not. Yeah, no. get into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so Jakey Lee joins the band after. Um, Randy passes away. They write Bark of the Moon. And supposedly, he did not get paid for it. Sharon, oh, shit. Jakey Lee did not get paid for that album. Wow. Sharon, Sharon. Uh, Sharon and Ozzy have all the writing credits, and he did not get paid. Until, like, what, 20 years later, something like that? Damn. When, like, damn. there's, like, an anniversary record that came out with, like, a remaster with, like, a bunch of, like, bonus and live tracks and stuff. And they're but, like, yeah, we can't he really did not, you out. He did not get paid for that. Or, I think, The Ultimate Sin as well. So was there some bad blood between like? Uh, yeah, like him and Sharon were always like butting heads about you know who's who's gonna get paid more or you know what, what's, Sharon what's fair. More on the business side. Like yeah, she she was the manager. Almost. Yeah, yeah, she's running that thing. Yeah, that that's like the weird era of Ozzy. But that's my favorite era of Ozzy is the Jakey Lee stuff. 
Really, like the like the I, mid eighties. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good shit. There's there, some. Dude. There's oh some my really god, good shit. Like listening back to a lot of this stuff over the last couple of weeks. Like, I've been surprised at how it's been hitting me in this weird way, where it's like very arena y, like rock ballads, especially No yeah. More Tears and stuff like that. Like that album, mm-hmm. very rock ballad, and definitely a lot of his new stuff. But like, I'm vibing it, dude. Oh, for sure. Yeah, J- J.K. Lee's definitely a uh, underrated guitar player, in my opinion. I will say, honestly, I, I hadn't really listened to all the Ozzy albums, and I still haven't even listened to all of them, but like I started listening to them for this episode. I never really listened to like Ozzy. Mm-hmm. I've only listened to Black Sabbath. So it was kind of cool. Like I, I will admit, I'm not a huge you know, like, 80s metal, like, hair metal glam type of dude. Me either at all, but... Yeah, I mean, it's good. Uh, but, yeah, soon after all this happened, um, he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, likely due to doing drugs and alcohol his entire life. In 1993, he did the No More Tours tour, which was meant to be the final Ozzy Osbourne tour ever until the family moved back to England for him and his broke back to raise some kids. <laughs> Wait, so you mean, like, like, he started having, like, problems and stuff because of all that alcohol and drug abuse after 20 <laughs> years of just being a chronic alcoholic yeah, right. whoa, no lie. whoa 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 no lie most people would probably be dead after yeah. everything that ozzy had been through but weird really weird note that we have to mention ozzy most people would probably be dead yeah but ozzy had, has this weird fucking genetic mutation that uh i mean makes him a little more prone to addiction for sure but so also, he's like an x-man <laughs> I mean, he, yeah, he, he's like he's like old man Logan, except yeah. for instead of adamantium, it's just like fucking all ki- types of drug chemicals. <laughs> yeah, apparently they they named this after him. I'm looking it up right now. It's called the full Osborne gene home. Oh, like it's straight up named after him. The musician has had several gene variants that quote unquote we've never seen before. Said a geneticist. It's some um, caveman shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. It, it says, this person said, I've always said that at the end of the world, there will be Roaches, Ozzy Osbourne, and Keith Richards. <laughs> Keith Richards is still alive. Oh, yeah, Keith shit. Richards still got it, too. Yeah, Golly. he smokes probably, like, a three-pack of cigarettes a day. And apparently he has that same, like, gene. It's like a caveman gene I heard somewhere else. Like, it's, like, a very rare thing that, like, yeah, if you have that, you can just drink and get fucked up forever and be Jesus. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, be fine, I but wish, like you know, at least not be dead. I, <laughs> yeah. years. I fucking wish, dude. I'm glad if I had that, I'd be dead by just doing fucked up shit. Like, oh yeah, at that point, like, but yeah, I mean, so this is it. He was, you know, he's a family man now. He he had gone like fully sober for a while. He's retired. Yeah, he's he's retired, so to speak. Yeah, kind of chilled out. Yeah, at least at this time he had retired after the no more tours. Few years, which I think like they describe him as like being very bored because like I do imagine this dude has been touring. For 20 years. He's a professional, like, fun dude. And it's just like, oh, I gotta raise some kids. Apparently he slept on the couch, too, which is kind of weird. Like, <laughs> like what? Like He spends a lot of time on the couch. Even when you watch the Osbournes, like, that's, like, most of the time you see him is just, like, on the couch or in the, yeah. like, Getting watching away. the History Channel. <laughs> I mean, I think he's a very isolated dude, honestly. I think, honestly, like, even the tour life, I mean... Tour life is like it takes us uh, an extreme amount of like extroversion. You have to interact with so many people all the time, but it's also because of the amount of people that are around you. I'd imagine it kind of offers you time to kind of be in your own world. It's like you get to kind of sink into the anonymity of things. And now he's back at home, and he's like with these people where he's supposed to be super present, and right. he's just not. He doesn't know how to fucking do this shit. Yeah, it probably feels super stagnant when you're that used to that much like uh, activity all the time. Right. Dude, I remember, like, this is kind of a weird way that I relate, but I remember, like, uh, the first week that I started, like, teaching full-time, um, or, like, right when I'd, I'd gotten to teaching full-time, it was, like, just off the heels of, like, a, uh, 
like a two week long tour that accent prone had done. I remember getting back and being in school. I remember just like teacher work week and all this shit. I'm just feeling like, what am I doing here? Like, I'm like, I'm like a different it's like species. total 180. Yeah. It's like, I'm a different species and I'm just like in the fucking wild right now. Like, I mean, I can only imagine. You like that SpongeBob like. meme where like, he's like the caveman, but yeah, he puts exactly. you in a classroom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, you know, Ozzy was getting tired and just a few years later, he tried to get back on the road. So after being told by an agent that Ozzy was too old for Lollapalooza, which is like the kind of like the big metal tour at the time, they decided to launch their own festival called OzFest starting in 1996, which is a big fucking deal. Oh, absolutely. It's crazy. I didn't even realize it started in 96 before this, but like, yeah, OzFest was fucking huge. It was like the metal fest of its time. Like, you know. Uh, I mean, later on, you would have shit like Hellfest and fucking... Um, uh, Donington. Yeah, and uh, Metal and Hardcore Fest and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But OzFest was it for a long time. It put a lot of people on. And that's a big reason why I think, like, he, he started to cross... He started to cross genres again, or just like not cross genres, but definitely kind of to have a good mix of bands. He's hosting yeah. the modern stream of yeah. metal. He's yeah. also he, watering. He's fueling he's that entire like, thing. Yeah, he's been able to kind of ride into now this next level of metal, which was like at the time like new metal and metalcore and stuff like that. But like Ozzy was still at the forefront of it. Yeah, because if I had a dollar for every time I've heard someone say that like, they got into a band because of they they saw them on like an Ozfest bill or they saw like a D, an Ozfest DVD or something like that, like. This put on like a whole generation of metal. Like, listen to our metalcore episode. We talk about this quite a bit, dude. Oh, yeah. I remember in 2006, I went to the 2006 Ozfest with my cousin, and I saw uh, he wasn't playing at that time. I think. Oh wow. shit! But uh, System of a Down headlined. Hell yeah, dude! And I wow. saw Disturbed, which was actually Disturbed as corny and as fucking funny of a band <laughs> they are. They really do a good live performance. But like, I saw Disturbed and then System of the Down after that, and that was a fucking wild shit. My man. first concert. I mean, I, I had been to one other like. I mean, it, I guess it would be like a show. I saw Zayo like at a dive bar. Oh shit! But my first concert was Ozfest 2003, and that Did was. You see like, Ozzy? Yeah, I mean, I left. I left during. Ozzy, but like I left. What? Yeah, I mean, I was with a big. I've been there all day. Okay, yeah, like, those, those festivals kick your like, ass. Yeah, man. yeah, I'd been there all fucking day. Like, but I remember leaving in War Pigs, like the sirens for War Pigs playing. Like, yeah, and I wasn't wow. that much into Ozzy at the time, but like. I was beat 100%. The people I was with were leaving, but, like, fucking... Um, You're the only one here who has technically sort of seen <laughs> Ozzy. Dude, I remember that year, too. Cradle of Filth was playing the second stage. Oh, wow. The small wow. stage? Yeah, the small stage. And they had the biggest fucking crowd. And I was so... I got into Cradle of Filth kind of later in my life, but I remember being at the time being like, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> they had all types of, like, acrobatics on stage and, like, the fucking man on stilts. And I was like, this is fucking corny as fuck, but, like... I'm kind of like into Cradle. Dude, I mean, it's kind of, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. I mean, this shit's fucking like crazy. I mean, basically, your boy was in the band that invented metal in the 1970s. In the 1980s, he goes full like fucking, he becomes like one of the biggest like 80s hair metal bands, groups, artists of all time. In the 90s, he just fucking gives back to metal yeah. and like makes a whole new like thing of himself. I feel like this is definitely a, a Sharon creature, yeah, but it's yeah. still like, yeah, the brand was there, was Ozzy. Well, that'll bring us to a question later on oh. about about you know, about where he really gets all this power from. But I mean, yeah, so Ozfest ran 1996 to 2008, then it, uh, reunited in 2010, 2013, and then 2015 and 2018. And in fact, uh, Black Sabbath even reunited and played the tour with Ozzy in 1997. 
They've they've kind of reunited a couple times. Uh, yeah. yeah. Since yeah. Before they, this. Yeah, yeah. They they kept it moving. Well, mostly just Tony. Tony's the only uh, original original member, member of, of Black Sabbath. They've gone through tons of vo- different vocalists, bass players, drummers, mm-hmm. whatever you could think of. That is cool though. Like, imagine going to like see like whatever the fuck was playing like some like real metal shit in the 90s I mean metalcore stuff was even playing there and then there's just fucking Black Sabbath this 70s (laughs) band like what the hell Uh, so yeah I mean anything else y'all gotta say about OzFest I mean that's a pretty I mean just that it was huge and like in my mind it's always gonna be a monumental thing like I mean it's like so Warped many, Tour level. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. So many, like, I've got a couple of OzFest albums that I still love and, like, re-listen to. Like, the live albums that they used to put out back in the day. Yeah. Uh, that has a, lo- a lot of my favorite new metal bands on it. So, uh, but yeah, huge thing. Uh, there was also a TV show, like an MTV show, like in the mid-2000s, you all remember, that was connected to OzFest where they would bring bands on. And, like, they it was like a, it was like a making the band thing. And then, like, they would make this band, and then the band would get to play Ozfest, like a battle of the bands. Oh, yeah, that's kind of yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It was really cool. That's why I mean that I shit don't was. Think I remember that. And yeah. that shit, especially when that time would have been mainstream, because to get into the next big note between 2003 and 2005, Ozzy had his whole family on a whole fucking reality show on MTV. Y'all know it, fucking the Osbournes. This the Osbournes. This shit changed everything, man. This the middle of in the middle of doing Ozfest. This is like an era of television, yeah. like you know, and it also did like kind of like coin a lot of the reality family TV that we mm-hmm. know today. Like this there was like the first of them. Literally be no Kardashians if it wasn't for um, yeah. the yeah. ones. Straight up it's the same exact template. Yeah, like let's see like a crazy family that like does makes big moves do weird crazy stuff because they're <laughs> wild. Like But I mean yeah, I mean the Osborne's I mean that was a I'm again that's kind of a weird one for me because like that's where I came in on Ozzy oddly enough. Like that shit was I remember watching that shit with my family. <laughs> Well, that's mean, crazy. Like, it was a family show. I like, think, yeah, that's a, that's a weird kind of, like, uh, allure to it, was that, like, okay, if you're a metalhead who fucks with Ozzy, you want to see him in this light at the time. If you're, like, just a dude who has the TV on, well, this yeah. is kind of an interesting show that, you know, you don't have to know Ozzy to kind of, like, kind of fall in love with that family on that show, you yeah. know, a little bit. So, you know, it, it had a, it had an allure to it. I think it also kind of made them just, like, a celebrity family. Like, even, even outside 100%. of just being, like, oh, like, the crazy metalhead, it's like, oh, this is... This, that's the Aussies, like that, like again, like Sharon went on to be on like, the talk and shit like that. Kelly you know, like, Osbourne in... had a whole music career because of this. Because show. of yeah. the show, like mm-hmm. literally. Uh, I remember being young and being so stoked I, to like watch the Osbournes and being like, I, I had a big like thing with like Kelly and and Jack, you know, fucking. I, I used to fucking idolize them. Like hell yeah, really, yeah. Like oh, these cool metal kids. Straight yeah. up, yeah. Like, and not to mention that Jack wore literally a tool shirt like every episode. Uh. <laughs> like, you know, like, so like I was, I was. In into it all right all right <laughs> hey put your dick away mark yeah. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right all right i'll put it away put your willy away mate <laughs> so i'm skipping quite a few years here if y'all want to throw anything else in and we were kind of like narrowing it down but in 2013 black sabbath released another album with ozzy titled 13 which features drummer bad brad wilk of rage against the machine so pretty cool another black sabbath album was this and was- it's considered the last uh, recording of Black Sabbath. Yeah, is really? it any good? I didn't get to this one actually in my research. Oh, dude, this one is actually really. It's like the first three like put together in one. Hell yeah, that's like wow. the vibe I get. It's like the first three put together because you know they have aside from Bill Ward, you know, playing in the mixes. I think he couldn't physically like play drums. That's why they got Homeboy from Rage Against the Machine. These wow. motherfuckers are old and they've been drinking their whole yeah, lives. Yeah, so like, it's but like you know that any of them are up on stage. They, they they still got it, man. Like you know, a lot of the songs like they still hold up to like the, all the uh, old seventy stuff too. 
Hell yeah. I need to listen to it. I'm probably going to listen to it on the way home. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. Is this their 13th album, or was it just called 13 because it came out <laughs> I, I in think it's because 2013? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, moving on, in 2019, Ozzy was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. That's kind of the most recent version of Ozzy, baby. He's yeah. uh, he's not, you know. He's been having health issues. I think it's uh, it's called Parkin 2 is what he's been diagnosed with. It's some form of Parkinson's, but yeah. Your boys, your, health-wise, your boy's been going through it, as you can imagine. He's, what, 70, 70? I think he's just 70. No, he's older. Hey, Google, how old is Ozzy? 73 years old. 73 years he's old. 73 years old. Like, you know. That's you wild, know, He's dude. been rocking in the free world for a long time. And and what's that's crazy. Like, that's like 10 years older than you, Mark. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> wow. You're 63 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so... So this is kind of what's crazy is I, I when I was looking up like recent news of of all this apparently this year Kelly Osbourne had said that she would be willing to resurrect the Osbournes since their recent move back to the UK, but yeah. like what highly unlikely like yeah I mean what, if, is, what does that mean the, do Kelly and Jack live with them still like how does this they're work still <laughs> they're still just doing the Osbournes like that yeah, like, it's, still, it's still the same old mess it is back in the house <laughs> but it's crazy because like I heard that like he doesn't even like watching the original Osbournes because he was so drunk and fucked up on it someone has been in my room and taken my beers away from my room I don't think so darling uh, who would do that uh, who could possibly do that who's the beer thief you you're the beer thief uh, so like imagine like that was already kind of exploitative of him and it's kind of wild like the idea of like yeah let's see the osborns and then it's just ozzy uh, fucked up out of yeah like what like what what do you hey? uh, <laughs> well nobody like, wants to watch a handicapped man so i mean yeah man and uh as of recording the most recent news of ozzy is that he released a makeup line in time for spooky october 2022 <laughs> 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 don't forget it's still spooky october <laughs> he also released a new record what? That's yeah, right, like called, right. called, Post Malone called, called Patient Number Nine. Yeah, it has a number of oh. guests, including Post Malone and Tony Iommi. He's still just going still, at it. Dude. Still going at it, man. And there is a like, dude. There's a there's a there's a feel to a lot of this newer Aussie stuff, like that 2020 album, and uh, a lot of the newer stuff that I I'm surprised I was enjoying while uh, this recording cycle. Oh, even like the post Zach Wild stuff. Yeah, Have you yeah. To that I mean, with I Gus mean, G. And Gus G is that the guitarist? Yes, the that's the good. I don't know if he's still playing with the band, but he was playing on like the the more recent 2010s albums. Some of it's a vibe, dude. There's yeah, a he's song a shredder. Called, there's a song called "Under the Graveyard" that I've been really vibing with. Okay, <laughs> uh, it's yeah. a newer song. I gotta check that one out. But yeah, all there right. it is, y'all. There it all is. God damn, there it is. And by the way, it's ain't gonna be much longer. I mean, I hate to kind of put it like that, but. How much long do you think he's got, dude? 93. Dude, no, yeah. Honestly, I, mean, I think we've... We... Ava's going to be listening to his new album, dude. <laughs> maybe. Honestly, maybe you're right. I don't know. All right. There it is, guys. Ozzy, we put it all on the table. We've discussed your biography from your, your humble beginnings as a little squalor boy down in the rubbles of a post-World War II England to your huge success as like a metal legend and icon 
and you know and uh you know drug abuse and alcoholism and uh, bad dad infidelity (laughs) you know bad father and whatnot we're gonna we're gonna ball it all up we're gonna add it all together we're gonna we're gonna run the numbers as we go one by one on this round table account and tell you if you're good times ozzy osbourne are your good times killing us? Is what we're gonna ask. But also, don't forget to also let us know: Are the good times spooking Ooh, us? True, true, true. Ooh. Are the are the good times spooking us? So, so as always, we're gonna start with our our esteemed guest, Metal Gary, uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Are his good times killing us? And uh, are his good times spooking us? It depends on how you see it. If you see him, you know, just as a deadbeat dad, then of course, you know, you think he's killing. But you know, he did turn his life around. Um. Definitely, probably like top five, maybe top three influential uh, artists in the heavy music genre, and I think the all four, all three, four of us, whatever, however many is in here, I can't fucking count. <laughs> <laughs> all of, all of us, of all of us would probably agree that he is probably one of the most influential people in you know heavy metal rock genre. Um, so, all jokes aside, he's definitely like. Not killing us. Not killing us. Not killing us. What about spookiness? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I still say to this day, listen to the song Black Sabbath from the album Black Sabbath. You will get spooked out by those diminished chords. <laughs> With the basis name Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I'll, I'll go next. I'll leave y'all to, to kind of wrap it up. Um, I mean, I, I uh, after learning about this, honestly, I did not realize how much of like Frankly, a kind of a, a shitty dude uh, Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> has been. Like, has like a dad, and like also like just has a has a dude that's really messed up. But like, you know what? He went through a lot of shit as a kid. I mean, he was dealt a really rough card, and he turned all of that into stuff that really revolutionized music, revolutionized like aesthetics. Like honestly, like Black Sabbath. I mean, again, we talked about how that album isn't even really sonically metal. It's just that like, it's. That whole vibe. I love that. Y'all know me. I love that shit, dude. Yeah. I love some spooky shit. I love just getting on some dark, like, twisted, you know, witchy type stuff. And he fucking made that shit happen. And for that alone, uh, revolutionizing this genre, staying relevant more than, like, anybody I can think of. Like, nobody's been able to maintain that sort of relevance for such a long time. Good times aren't killing us, but man, not a dude that you want to be like. Um, don't be like. I think I don't think we need any more Ozzy Osbournes. Honestly, I think the world's past. One's the, more than enough. I think we're past the world, the life of Ozzy Osbourne people. Uh, and yeah, the good times are definitely spooking us, dude. He's he's left the world spooked ever since. That is honestly the 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 reason that I love this dude is just for spooking us so hard. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, man, the father of heavy metal and. Uh... And the rest, dude, I gotta say, what a life he's lived. I mean, he probably should have died multiple times. He's a, yeah. he's, he's eluded <laughs> death, like, like too many times to count, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of drug abuse and alcoholism and a troubled, uh, a troubled existence. I don't think he's, his life, his life path is one that you'd want to emulate. Um, uh, but I think... I think it's like easy for me to say that the world is better <laughs> because yeah. of Ozzy Osbourne. Better for us, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for us, for least, sure. Like, for people you know, like us, I mean, honestly. And yeah. I mean, I think it. I think it branches out even past people like us. Like we said, you. Yeah. It's not uncommon to hear Crazy Train fucking like with uh, at the house music at a show at a metal show or like literally in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like yeah. it's just like so. Uh, yeah, I think I think the world. He's made the world a better place, but he's taken a rough path to get there. Yeah. I think he's kind of straddled the line 
of of uh, our boy Jesus Christ Allen, <laughs> G. Yeah. G. Oh, Allen. Yeah. Like in, in another world, this would have been another G.G. Allen story, one that we would have never heard of. Yeah. But somehow he was just fucking lucky enough to fucking just really like ride the edge and and catch those lucky breaks and avoid death, like you said, and avoid like really being uh, fucked up in a lot of situations and just having some really good help to uh, and people who believed in him when he didn't even believe in himself to uh, kind of make this man like iconic that and, and we're lucky to have so much of this music good times are not killing us uh spooking us yeah definitely man like you know <laughs> fucking look at that bark of the moon video like, you know, oh, like God. Some, that like, was the same mask he used some... to wear at the party and all the kids were like scared except his own kids <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah scared yeah. a bunch of little kids they had to call, call their parents because of that but yeah i mean yeah he he stands as a testament to spookiness and like just like uh a campy occult type of vibe. You He's know? the prince of bloody darkness. He's the goddamn prince of fucking darkness, mate. So, yeah, good times are spooking us. Good times are not killing us. Um, We love you, Ozzy. I mean, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Rock on, mate. Ozith Osborne. Ozith. <laughs> um, no, man. Uh, I will say this. Like, Ozzy Osborne had a really rough upbringing, uh, a lot of trauma and tragedy in his life and throughout his career. And despite him being a piece of shit in that aspect, being a bad father, being an alcoholic and drug addict, I will say like, we've done a lot of topics with like these really larger than life personalities and these celebrities and musicians and all of our research never came across any like stories of like sexual assault or like rape or like him going on stage and ranting about black people or like saying homophobic slurs or like going on like these really just fucked up rants on stage. Like at the end of the day, like he just has an, a, a mental health problem with drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And he couldn't be there for the people that needed him in that time. But like, I wouldn't say he's an evil person or a bad person. Highly influential. Like, I don't think modern heavy music like that we enjoy would be what it is without his, um, his, uh, inspiration. Like, I Agreed. mean, he's, he's revolutionary in like what he did for like heavy music. And, uh, I really appreciate him. I love his music. I think he's fucking hilarious. And, <laughs> you know, damn decent of him not to do all those other things that we've seen all these other people do in the past and like in that era so oh yeah for sure uh definitely not killing us um definitely spooking us man my boy's the prince of darkness like come on hell yeah done all right y'all so that's an easy one a full a full round but hey he we got a full ride he gets a full ride on that <laughs> a one full ride uh but hold on i got another question for y'all this one is actually going to be controversial because like Ozzy Osbourne, you know, like, uh, doesn't really play many instruments. I mean, he plays, uh, he, he, he sings, plays a, harmonica. plays a harmonica, keyboard, a little bit of keyboard. Yeah. Um, but you know, Tony Iommi, Randy Rhodes, fucking what are the other, Jakey Lee, Lee. Jakey yeah, Lee, Zach Wilde, Zach Wild, fucking, uh, Sharon Osbourne. Sharon! Like, do you think Ozzy would have made it without all the help he's gotten? If he had the amount of help that an average person, even an average lucky ass celebrity gets, this dude I don't know. No, so no. I, I, I don't think. Say, I was gonna say I got a hot one for this one, but let's let's let the, let's let our guests go first. Let's let our guests go. First. Think oh, you would have made it so without nice. him? Oh no! Like he, <laughs> I, I'm, I know I'm being serious. Like yeah. Black Sabbath 
is with four dudes. Like one person does not make a whole van. Yeah, I mean, yeah, one yeah. person doesn't make a. I mean, you know, just you know, coming. But from, then, but then he kind of, in, in a lot of ways, by by a lot of metrics, he eclipsed Black Sabbath. Yeah, that's true. Um, but at the same time, you know, it still takes four people to make a van, not one person. But definitely post Black Sabbath, like Sharon saved his ass. Sharon and Randy Rhodes saved his fucking ass. Yeah. Especially Sharon, like, you know, she's... <laughs> I can imagine, like, all the shit she's had to go through to save him. So, real quick, here's kind of, like, my take on it. It's, like, when I think of, of Ozzy Osbourne, like, even watching these videos, especially of him when he was young, he kind of has, like, reminded me of, like, some alcoholics that I've known and been around, especially, like, when I was, like, in my late teens, like, early 20s, like, hanging out in, like, Ocean View. Like, <laughs> not, not really people I, I stayed in touch with. I can't be on that shit, but, like... I mean, I'll even say there was a dude from West Ocean View that I knew that, like, had the sort of the energy and enthusiasm, honestly, the talent, the humor, the wild cardness of, like, a dude like Ozzy Osbourne. I used to always think that, like, this guy, like, if he had, you know, the win for wings, this dude could be a fucking rock star. Whoa, wait, well, yeah, don't say the name, though. If this, if this guy caught some of those lucky breaks, who knows the type of uh, talent that he could be? Yeah, and, like, now that person is, like, I'm not going to give out all of his personal stuff, um, and we'll bleep the name, but, like, you know, he's not doing too well. He didn't, he never got those breaks. Like, there are people, there are a lot of people out there in the world that, like, have that energy, um, but if it wasn't for, like, the type of shit that Ozzy Osbourne got, they would just be in a ditch somewhere. Ozzy Osbourne, if he did not have all of the lucky breaks that he had, would just be that guy in a ditch. But it's also what's so fucking amazing about him, you know? So I don't hold that against him, but at the end of the day, doing all the sexual research, it's like, he didn't even write the lyrics for most of the Ozzy Osbourne songs. Or most of the, um, the, Black, uh, Black, the Black Sabbath, Sabbath songs. Yeah, it was mostly Geezer, I believe. Geezer and Bill. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. So, like, even that, he was just kind of the crazy frontman guy. The crazy guy, he was, like, the clown that everyone wanted to have around. And <laughs> right. I still appreciate him for that. I mean, his name he has gotten him far. He was the conduit for, for a lot of those things. But he's he's kind of like a Trump person in the, in the sense that, like, it's his name that's carried him. I don't think that we would have really had much Ozzy were not for all the helpers. So, uh, yeah, love him, but, hey. I'm going to uh, respectfully disagree, and I'm going to take the other side. I'm going to say that, like, uh, yeah, I do agree with you. There's probably there's probably been a million Ozzy Osbournes that never got the, like, you know, never got to really shine. But, you know, just the fact that, like, he did kind of, like, I'm looking at it from, like, uh from like after the black sabbath thing when he probably should have crashed and burned mm -hmm. and and he he did get revived by like you know sharon and fucking um uh randy Rhodes and stuff but it's still i don't think th i think the help helped but he had to he had to bring the rest like yeah like the jakey lees and the sharon osborns and the fucking zach wilds are great you think Black Sabbath but, would have gotten big with those same riffs with someone else, though? No, absolutely no, not. Okay, you know, okay, absolutely I think, not. I think I don't want to take what's special from what Ozzy brings to the table, and that's something that's like you can't put your finger on. Uh, the way that you can like turn on any Black Sabbath or Ozzy song, and the second you hear his vocals, automatically know that that's Ozzy Osbourne. Oh yeah, yeah. His not, voice is just one, unique. One you know, of a that's kind. like that's like special. Yeah. That's like mm. something. So like. I do agree with you guys. I think the help is necessary, but I think Ozzy had to bring the other half to the table, and Ozzy brought more than that in every situation. And this guy was drunk as fuck the whole time. <laughs> the like... whole time, dude. Imagine the potential. Damn. Um, but yeah, two, yeah. Na two nays and a, and, a, and a yay. What say you, K Town? I'm gonna go more of a middle route. Mm. All right. I don't think anyone 
in this world makes it on their own. Yeah. No one agreed. Take the village. It it takes a village. Whether Black Sabbath would have been successful, I don't think any of them would have been successful without each other. I don't think Ozzy Osbourne would have been successful on his own without Sharon or Rusty Rhodes, and I don't think they would have been successful without Ozzy. Um, I mean, even if you like outside of music and artistry, like you look at Bill Gates. Bill Gates had his parents to invest in him early on. Elon Musk had his emerald mines and all of his adventures <laughs> that he just stole shit from. Holding him down. Um, like everyone, like us as a podcast, like I don't think this podcast could work the way it does without the three of us in it. Yeah, the exact combination. We, like, literally, like, cut me out and replace me with another loud guy, it's not going to work. Cut you out <laughs> no. and replace you, it's not going to work. Like, none, like, everything is a perfect storm. Anything that's successful is a perfect storm of the right people in the right time. Mm. Solo artists still have people writing songs for them, mixing their music, like, everything. No one truly does anything on its own, and that's why it's so important to, like, build relationships and have these like dynamics with people and like not go the route that Ozzy did and like do a bunch of cocaine and alcoholic and cut yourself off from them. Like that's why it's so important to have family and friends. Like you can't do anything in this world without help. And I don't to, to cut it down to like, would he be successful without all the people? Like, no, but like also like it couldn't have happened any other way without him. Like they wouldn't have been, if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah I think yeah. it goes both ways. So, um, this knife cuts both ways. Yeah. I, I think I, I don't think anyone would be successful without the people that made them successful. Hey, I think the best way to describe Ozzy and his life is definitely a perfect storm. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. you know, like the whole thing is a 100%. perfect, fucking storm. perfect blizzard. And also, you know what, uh, they say a tornado sounds like when it's coming to you. A train. Uh, One might say, uh, a crazy train. <laughs> there it is. All right, y'all. I'm coming home <laughs> on this crazy train. <laughs> All right. All y'all. So this thank you. a good episode, y'all. Yo, so we got one more episode for this spooky October before we take a little bit of a break so I can have a kid. <laughs> and uh, uh, our intro and ad music are from Dettermine and our design is from Rusty Painter. Thank y'all so much for listening to the Good Times of well, Kill podcast. Also, thank you so much, Gary, for being on this episode. Oh, thank Yo, you for having me on. This is oh, an honor. Straight up. You've been you've been with us since the beginning of the podcast, honestly, in the background. Um do, do you have anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to plug before we shut it down? Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Definitely, like, first of all, thank all three of you guys for having me on. This was uh, a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, this was this was super fun. Uh, I'm glad to uh, share this experience with y'all. We're probably going to have you on again. Oh, that would be oh, great. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, but also, I, I also play in a band. Uh, I'll, I'll shamelessly plug that. Yeah, uh, no, shout definitely. Out. definitely. Uh, we're, no we play a threat in a thrash band called State of Emergency. Shout out to the boys, Bushlow, Nathan, and Bobby. Hey. Um, all stand-up fellas. All yes, stand-up yes, fellas. all stand-up fellas. All friends of the show. Shout yeah. out to Young Low. Shout yeah, shout out to Young out Low. To young low. <laughs> <laughs> we love some Young Low. But, Dude, uh, State of Emergency is fucking awesome. Y'all should definitely listen to Gary's band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I play guitar, and uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at State of Emergency NFK. Yeah. And they Hell fucking yeah. shred, so check them out, guys. And they got a new EP about to drop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just waiting for it to get mastered, and then uh, hopefully it should be dropping within the next couple months, so hopefully earlier. Yeah, so check out their fucking Instagram. Stay plugged in. They are fucking gnarly as fuck, and we're not just saying that because they're our friends and they're in a band. Like, we talk about this all the time, about how fucking good this, like, band is and this, this like, really cool group of dudes that, that play in it. So, like, 
thanks again, Gary. Shouts to you guys. Shouts to State of Emergency. Check them out. And um, uh, you want to shut it down, Ben? Yeah, man. After the stinger at the end, I think we should definitely play a song from State of Emergency if we can, even if it's unmastered. Would that be all right? Oh no, shit! Yeah, let's do it. Just no, just have just to have one play afterwards in, in post or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but y'all, yeah, thank y'all so much for listening to the Good Times of Killing Us podcast. And you know what, guys? Uh, Ozzy Osbourne. I don't know how much longer he's got. <laughs> um, so, I mean, just keep loving this guy because really, I mean, it might honestly be a while, but no matter what, you know, I don't know if the Prince of Darkness will ever truly be dead. 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 TV lights are actually still doing most of the work. Yeah, I'm going to turn that, that, that one off. Gary, you're mostly purple, at least. It's like a fuchsia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> My bad. Why don't you just pick black? A black I light? I don't think it does. I don't think it, black is purple, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's as close as you can get, I think. Well, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Gary's unsatisfied. The, the nighttime kind of looks like this like is insufficient darkness. I need a lack of light. <laughs> Yo. All right, hold on. I got to do... Um... Ooh. So, don't forget, we spooky tonight, baby. Eight, 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 eight. <laughs> <laughs>